What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 102 of Real Estate Podcast. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trav. And we dug some graves, and now we're descending into hell with Adam. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Oh, shit. Goddamn. So, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> that was pretty good. Given the topics tonight. This week, we watched the house that Jack built. And what a glorious house it was. Goddamn. You know? Oh, man. Guys, it's 102. Hell yeah. We're 102. I'm pretty happy about that. My piece still works. That's all that matters, you know. (laughs) (laughs) This movie, Let's get into it. Or do you guys want to go into True Detective? What do y'all want to do? That's been our formula. We've got some... We've got some great. This is going to be a good episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm, I've been excited. I'm tired as fuck, but I couldn't cancel the podcast, <laughs> especially after watching that movie. Yeah, you're like, I got this on the brain. I need right to now. talk about that movie now because uh, okay, I don't know. What man. A- Tomorrow I might wake up. I'll be talking to myself. I don't know what's happening. So here's my thing. First off, something I need to concede: a movie that I happily sat for over two hours and watched. Oh, yeah. Two and a half uh, hours. Yeah. I mean... Two hours, 30 minutes. It's a long movie. <laughs> but you, you need you need all of that. You could tell the studio didn't have nothing to do with this one. They wouldn't let you. Uh, They're like, you need oh, to cut man. it down. He's like, you need to go this fuck dude, yourself. This dude made whatever the hell he wanted. Well, he took it there, right? I mean... He for sure took it there, dude. I mean, this movie, this movie is like a visual representation of wobbling just at the cusp of very, like, like certain genres. Like this movie could be two clicks away from a dark comedy. Yeah. But then it jerks itself back to the right to be a very introspective look inside the mind of a psychopath. And then back straight up psychopath. It's just, it's so all over the place. But it's done so well. And then uh, the big reveal. Um to to find out that the, the confession was him you know, going through hell with Virgil from like from Dante's Inferno, this whole you realize it's this big metaphor that you know, his little it's his little uh I don't know, you could call it his little addition to the mythos. Yeah. He's going like he's being escorted to through the through the you know different circles of hell, and it's just these these incidents that that's happened oh, that yeah. shaped him as a killer. Like it's fucking sick, man. Yeah. Well, do you think that the first in, do you think the first incident was his first kill? I mean, when he I killed know, Uma Thurman. Yeah, yeah. I do. I think. Like I said a minute ago, Travis, think about this right here. This is the house <laughs> Jack built. The Jack that he smashed her fucking head in with. That started it all. Think about that. <laughs> that's a crazy. You know that's what I'm a crazy. That's a crazy literal interpretation. Well, when I was sitting there watching it, I was like, "Is that what they're talking about? Is this? Is he gonna build a house with that?" I can just <laughs> picture him like hitting nails in. And, but then he like, grabbed it. I knew when he, when she said. I thought he was going to kill her the second time. Yeah. But when right. she went like that, that third time and she's like, yeah, you could never be a serial killer. You ain't got what it takes. You spineless fuck. He grabbed that Jack dude. Dude, he caved her damn forehead in with it. Like 
Yeah, he did. Dude, the Holy crack, the crack of that jack across her face was crazy. Fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, was, I mean, it was fucking, it was nuts. I really liked it. Pretty the way, cool. I like the way that it does it. it. It wasn't a complete gore fest the whole time. Like, I, oh no, like when it, when it, when it, it pit, he pick and ch- and chose when to, to go for a shock value, and it was always really quick too. The camera never stayed on it too long. No, I think the Uman Thurman thing was the one that was fixated on the longest. That because it was the first time, and they had to let us see what was up. Yeah. So I mean, which you know, I think that like this, the psychology of the matter was like he had these urges for a long time. And he just was trying to repress them as much as possible. Well, he was because the OCD was what, you know, he was more focused on. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, as he killed more, the OCD, like, slowly, like, went away. It got better. Yeah. Y'all remember the scene where he went up to that woman's house and killed her, and he would get in the truck <laughs> or the van, and he would be like, blood behind the picture. God damn it. <laughs> Have you guys ever done that, though, where you're, like, leaving your house, and you're like, did I lock the door? Yeah. And you go back and check it. Did I yeah. turn the toaster off? Or you know what I mean? Like you have that you know, that little O C D moment where you keep checking shit. Yes, I've been there. But Not that was that extreme, thing. dude. He yeah. was like remember when he picked up the little stool and there was a speck of blood under it and he was like, God damn it. He <laughs> ran back in there. Yeah. He did it. I mean, like how crazy times. was this though? Like this whole movie. What was it about? Like it almost had an American psycho kind of vibe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A little bit. Yeah. Like no one believed him, believed he was a killer. No. No one. Even when he would tell people. Yeah, he's like, I And when that cop was people. like, you're fucking drunk, man. Get out of here. He came out and he put that titty on his window. <laughs> oh, right. The guy that gave him a ticket. I was like, damn, he just gave him a titty ticket. <laughs> the fuck, man? He cut that titty off just so he could put it on the window, and he kept the other one. And made a purse. He's like, this going to make a good doorknob when I build my house. <laughs> it was... uh it was this so movie f- was like if Norman Bates was an extrovert. Yeah, right. I'm gonna let's take a vote. Go ahead. What are you gonna say? Well, I was just gonna say how crazy was it where whenever he's talking to Virgil, he explains to him that he knows that he has no empathy or anything like that. So he takes all those pictures. Oh, oh my god, man! And he's to learn how to smile. Yeah, he's practicing his all emotions. the different facial expressions oh, so yeah. he could. And all the all of the like on part with the director though, like the moments, the visual and audi- auditory moments where it would be like you know, some shit would go on and then it would cut to uh, that fame song and it would just be. So oh weird. my god, was awesome! And, like kind of show, well, I mean, like kind of showing how. He was getting real full of himself to kind of rep- like mm-hmm. that manic, like euphoric type thing where he mm-hmm. really, he's riding the high what he's doing. And then it just, oh yeah. And the whole, rep- the, the whole representation of why he's fucking crazy and why he needs to kill yeah. the whole lot, the shadow explanation and everything. That was pretty cool. Like and this movie was the negative. Was- he's like, I like the negative because you can see the darkness and the light. Yeah. And I it was made, like, oh, he's right, man. It and it but it made sense though, like it did make sense. It it's like the it's like the guy that directed this took an extreme psychological look at serial killers and applied like everything into kind of yeah, it was like it one, Yeah, it was like one big you know, American psycho. Yeah. 
And uh, did he write it and direct it? Oh, he was one of the writers. Yeah, he yeah he wrote the screenplay and the story. Yeah, yeah. Did y'all did y'all notice Great the part where job. he uh, the part where he where he kind of broke his own fourth wall, so to speak? The he one where these, he was flipping the cards these, at the camera. Well, no, he put these he, he put these little clips of stuff going on. I can't remember. It was, it's it's near the end where you see Willem Dafoe from Antichrist. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you see like you see the three people from Melancholia. I think one's Kristen Dunst. That's a movie about a planet hitting mm-hmm. the earth or the moon crashing in. I don't know. I can't remember. I never watched it. But like I don't know, like whenever when it would it's it's it was so weird when he would go off on these metaphysical tangents. Yeah. And use and all- it was And it made sense. <laughs> like you're like edgy. You're sitting edgy. there pouring a drink, like he's making some good points. Like edgy as fuck, but very Beer was fun, very, very entertaining. Yeah, I was yeah. Let's that. let's do our vote. I'm on. This was the scene. I was cool. You know, I'm sitting there watching this movie. All this crazy shits happening, but this one part was when I was just like, "God damn, I can't believe they went there." Do y'all know what I'm talking about? The pie. Yeah, 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 that whole yeah. scene, dude. When he was walking, he had that family. Like, why did it jump? Like, what's going on? Is this years later? He's got like a little bit of a, he's got a little beard going on. Yeah. He's acting normal. He really, he loved to like lecture people. Yeah, he did. Explain shit. You know, he's like, I've read a lot of books. Uh, let me, you know, he was like, Adam, 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 you know, he was just like really laying into it. And then when it, when it started showing that, he was like, you know, the, 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 the the deer in the front, the deer in the middle, and the deer at the end. Then it showed those three walking. And I was just like, "Oh fuck!" Dude. Yeah, he said they're not in. They're not in. The oh, right they're not in form yet. So he had to shoot. He had to scare them to get them in. Yeah. Get them in form. But when that kid came running out of there, dude, and he fucking shot his damn leg off. Yeah, I was just like, "God damn, dude, this is yeah. fucked up." Yeah, because but, the but next- it needed that. Yeah, they needed to show you. Like what he's just how about. fucking sick this motherfucker was. Yeah, because there's a lot of serial killers, dude. That probably like even would be like, I don't, I don't kill kids. Right. I don't do kids and old ladies. Yeah. You know anything else is fair game, dude. When he shot that woman in that ditch when she was in that hole, that was so realistic. Travis, when you saw the life leave her body, I was like, this, damn, this this movie. Made me was very crazy when it would happen. It, I mean, the, the desired effect happened like it would, it would creep you out. Yeah. Well, Can not you, on, go ahead, man. Well, not, not only that, but like the way they filmed it with the, with the single camera. Yeah. And it wasn't stable. Oh, it was, it was shaky and as fuck, dude. It built, it tension. was good. Yeah. It built attention so much more, especially. And the way that they would frame the shots where it was yeah. real close up on everybody, it just gave you this uneasy feeling. You knew, like, whenever he, when he was in the room with that woman and he was talking to her on the phone, and then they, kept oh my it, God, the drunker they got, the closer the camera would yeah. get to, to the point where, like, you felt the same thing she felt. You know, I wonder I mean? who was filmed. This was some good cinematography. And, like, when she was sitting there, like, remember when they came back in, he was laying down? Yeah. And she's like, you just need some pills. I got a friend's got good pills. She picked the phone up, was messing with it, and then she saw the cord. 
Yeah. The camera glanced over at his eye and then came back to her. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, bitch, he's about to kill you. Run, bitch. Yeah. Run. It was so incredible. Uh, Intense, man. The the cinematography reminds me of an old, an older, similar movie uh, I watched a long time ago, man. It was when I was on this weird kick where I was trying to find like top 10 whatever films, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it was a movie called Man Bites Dog, I think. Mm-hmm. But it was like this docu- documentary style movie. It watched this dude that was just, he was a killer pretty much. It was like a mockumentary. Like it had some comedic stuff to it. But it had that same effect that this movie had where it was just mm-hmm. the one shaky cam, you know. Oh, it was so almost good. Like, almost, like the, almost like he could look at the camera at any point and talk to someone, you know. Well, you know, I miss that. Yeah. I like that. I like that handheld. That remember when they were in the cave? Oh my god! This is handheld as fuck, dude. I was like, I was getting kind of sick to my stomach. The camera was shaking so bad. Yeah. Then when it would go underwater, you could hear it. You know. Yeah. It but was, that scene, man, with the with the kids, the woman. Yeah. He I was like, I think he wants his pie. Yeah. yeah. She had a tear rolling down her face. She's shaking like she's in disbelief at what the fuck has happened. And what and was she doing out there? There's no telling how long he played that woman to get her out there like that. I know. Cause it Months. all takes, yeah, it takes place over the course of fucking 12 years. So, and, 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 Dude, whenever, he, and it's not his kids. We know that. Right. Yeah. But there's no telling how long, cause they all trusted him. Yeah. You know, he was, you know, mom's boyfriend. He played him just so he could do that because he was into hunting at the time. Yeah. He had these hobbies. Yeah. You know, notice that he was real. They would bleed over. OCD. Like, yeah. He had these hobbies when he would get into something. He went full flat earth, dude. And you <laughs> yeah. never go full flat earth, you know, uh, just a little man. bit. He went full fake space. <laughs> but it was fucking. It was so crazy. Everything about the movie was from start to finish. It was so crazy and so intense that it's almost unbelievable. You know what I mean? Like, and at the beginning, when she gets in the van with him, it's almost like the director was the writer was poking fun at it. She's like, you look like a serial killer. Yeah. This van looks like a damn serial killer's van. Yeah. It's like poking at it. But when she told him, Ah, you ain't got the fucking spine to be a serial killer, you fucking pussy. Oh man, he caved her forehead in. Do y'all remember when he was when he had the balls to tie that dead chick to the back of his van and pull out of the yard with her? Oh my god! And then when he got there, her damn face was gone. Yeah, the road scraped it off, dude. How long did he drive? A long fucking time. He never got caught doing any of this shit. The one crazy one. Y'all remember the scene where um, it's like a, a motel. Yeah. And they do the wide shot of the motel where you can see all the rooms. Yeah. And he would walk down, go up the steps, and walk back across with that woman's frozen body. Yeah. Like, Not he even. was so upset with the pictures that he got. That he had he to took take- the woman back to the scene of the crime. Yeah. And killed another And brought man. another woman, and it really set the pictures off. Yeah, it did. That's when he decided. Just when he what would he call it? He wrote on the picture, uh, Mister What, Mister Sophistication. Yeah, 
He wrote that that was the first time where you seen riding on the photo. Yeah. Because it was the one picture where the old lady was on the floor and she was up above her, you know, all like. Yeah. He, just like, see, this movie, it wouldn't have been as good without the talking. No, and not at all. going back and forth was like. The centerpiece almost. Oh, my God, dude. Just well, him. I, just this sick ass, like. Yeah. Conversations, man. Like he, him trying to justify and almost making sense. You know what I mean? That's what I told Travis when we were talking about it last night. I would love to see a cut of the movie where it was just them two having that conversation without the breaks in it. You oh, know what my I mean? God. Because I could was, watch that. That could be a play. It's so well written. You know, like the, the conversations and like the intelligence and just the. Yeah. It's so much to take in whenever you're watching it. And they do it over, like, sometimes they do it over stock footage. Uh-huh. Sometimes they do it over actual footage from the film. So it's hard to, like, listen to all these in-depth fucking conversations they're having while you're trying to watch what's going on. And it's just, I would love to take that that itself and just have that stock shit over it and just release that as its own uh, uh, its own version of the movie, you know? Because like it's that just part, so well done. That one part when he was like, why are they always so stupid? Yeah. Who's why stupid? The- All the women you've killed strike me as uh, seriously unintelligent. Yeah. I've he killed, said- I've, he said, I've also killed men. He's like, yeah, but you always talk about stupid women. Yeah. Unless you think the women are all stupid. And he's like, and then they, they just, these things they would go into and you're just like, yeah. Oh, dude, one of the coolest things that came from this for me, the noble rot. Oh, yeah. That's a oh, my God, movie. dude. When he was explaining the noble rot with the grapes, and then he took that into the rotting bodies of the hot. I'm guessing that was the Holocaust. That's what it looked like. Yeah. And other things like that. He's like, that was the noble rot. Yeah. And he was like, stop it, you fucking you antichrist. When he told him to stop it. Yeah. I was just like, oh, man, this is getting yeah, fucking weird. And I kept looking at the time to see how much was left. I was like, it's just an hour in. Yeah. <laughs> an hour and a half to go. What's going to happen? Right. The noble rot. The noble rot, dude. Yeah. Makes sense. If you if you look up the noble rot, which I did, you know. Right. It's it's got a lot. It's the thing with the grapes, right? Like that's exactly what it is. When you wiki that, it's gonna bring up those different types of grapes, because that's a you know that's a type of rot that you actually want. Yeah, that's the good. You want the great? Yeah, that's that good rot. Yeah, it's the noble rot. Yeah, it's just when he fucking laid that shit out, dude. Yeah, and then him going into the whole. The whole architecture stuff towards the beginning and how buildings stand and how how all this happens and he kind of and he works that into like his his like mindset over the whole ordeal. It's insane. Like it's so crazy that it makes sense. You know, he made a lot of sense. Yeah, like almost everything he said was kind of right. Yeah, in a way. I'm not saying you know go out and do this but he was smart yes he was very intelligent yeah and which is you know the, the exaggerated ways at which he got away with his his murders were intense 
Uh, See, I was almost like, at times I was like, is that just in his head? Like, did it really go down like that? You know what I mean? Because he's clearly crazy. Yeah, and it played off. And this is one thing I was telling Travis. Like that cop telling him to leave? Get out of here? What fucking cop would say that? Get out of here. Go. Yeah, but I mean, he's not. Without even asking his name or. Yeah, he doesn't look like a threat at all. He said the crutch. He said that helps you, you know, like you're people right. think that you're disabled. Well, I was talking about when he was in the house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With that cop, he was like, what do you mean she just ran off? Yeah, oh, yeah. He's like, she's just gone. I was like, he's caught. Yeah. He done went in this house six times to clean up imaginary <laughs> blood. <laughs> that shit was crazy, dude. Yeah. He would get in the car, and then you'd see it flash, and he'd be like, "Move, remove the picture on the wall. It's like, dude, you're very intelligent. How would blood get behind that picture? You know, exactly. Yeah, but he right. couldn't. He had to go check. Yeah, he had to. Even when he went back in, he was like, we need to inspect this place yeah. with a magnifying you. glass, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? God damn, dude, are you fucking crazy? It's like, yes, I am. And he's like, then when he got there and there was this trail, dude, which is, I mean, goddamn, it was a little yeah. bit far-fetched that there was a trail from wherever he was all the way to his cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just started raining. Yeah. Do y'all know what I said? <laughs> as what? soon as that happened, I was like, what was that? Was that line from Forrest Gump? I just. You remember, know, when it I was just, just started raining all of a sudden? Oh, yeah. And one day it, all just, of a sudden, yeah. it just started raining. Yeah. Well, and that's where, whenever I was talking to Travis about it, it goes, even before you get towards the end of it and you realize that he is walking through hell, like, his belief in a higher power and the fact that all these things happened and he never got caught is a justification to him to keep doing it. Yeah. So, he, so in his mind, he felt like God was allowing him to go or, or something things. was, which yeah. was, I'm guessing Virgil. Yeah. Right? He was always there. Yeah. I'm like, shit, I ain't never noticed you before. Well, this is me and me and Adam talked about this a little bit, Travis. What do you think? Virgil's representation is. I think that we heard the Virgil and dude's dialogue. That was not going on when those crimes happened. That was a no. It was when they were walking. Yeah. No, I mean he was talking, but when they started going through the cave, he was like, a lot of people like to you know, confess stuff and, it, you know, tell stories and just tell you, you know, all this stuff. And I was yeah. like, shit, that's what we've been listening to this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. But as we're I listening to it, they're showing us, I you think, know, we're seeing it play out. Yeah, I think the way it's playing out is like, you know, it's, we get hit, we get Jack's perspective or his full, um, after he's already dead. His, well, no, his whole motive yeah, as explained to Virgil when once he's dead. So Everything was he shot? Hit, hit. Was he shot when the cops came through in that room right there? At that one spot, pot, you know, spot when he finally opened the door that he couldn't get in for twelve years. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He was. Did he die right there. there? Okay, he died. He, yeah, yeah. That it, it goes. It it goes from him about to kill them into uh, talking to Virgil in this room and. Yeah, I mean he's in that he's in that house of bodies 
Which was no escape. crazy, dude. And then there's this and hole on the floor. The cops go in there and fire, and yeah, it kills him. And then he starts his journey and, and confesses to Virgil. Right. Well, this is this is what I was thinking. And if this sounds far-fetched or fucking whatever, just let me know. But, you know, it showed Virgil said he was with him the whole time, <clears throat> mm-hmm. even though he wasn't, you know, communicating with him. or anything. He was always there watching. So my thought of it was Virgil was like his guardian angel. And the kind of the way I explained it to Adam was like, we all have a guardian angel. That is someone that tr- helps you transition from life to the afterlife. That's what Virgil was to him because he didn't have anybody in his personal life that would be a representation of that. Virgil is kind of a manifestation of like his guilt in a way. Conscience. Where, yeah. Yeah. And like that's the true I, conscience, not the crazy one. Well, and well, that's what I'm riding. Well, riding on what you're saying, Virgil. Okay. So it's safe to say that as far back as this, as Jack started murdering people and stuff, he was pretty much hellbound. Oh yeah. Uh, without having a guardian angel, someone like that. The thing, like the thing with like the whole divine comedy twist, is the idea that Virgil, Virgil was an old poet, and he would be the one that would tour you through hell. Yep. Right. He takes you on your trek, your journey. And so, yeah, I mean, in a way he is, but he would, I, I guess he would be technically, uh, every, everyone has a Virgil, I guess. Yeah. Right. But uh, you know what? But it's the same. It's him. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's, I, mean, what, I don't know. Did my Virgil know, I mean, may be a different, come in a different form. Yeah. But we all have a Virgil. Yeah. But it's Virgil that, that leads you through it because, and I, I think too, I think that's also capitalizing on the the art theme that's reminiscent throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Cause I mean, that's pretty much, I mean, that's Dante Alighieri's whole point for, with the divine comedy. I think his finest piece of art was the dead birds and the two kids and the mother and the fucking with the with the shrubbery around. That them. was such a that was such a a really that scene when it pulled out. I was just like, God damn, he's a genius. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it just it just no like every everything it hit home is very like it's here's the thing. This movie is not scary, but it gives you a a more unsettling feeling than than fear would. Yeah, he's like American Psycho 2.0. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Really? It, and and yes, it really does give you this feeling that <clears throat> impending doom through the whole film. You just have this sense of of impending doom the entire time. What's crazy, man, is there's people out there like that. Yeah, they may not have killed that many people and got away with it, but they think that way. They, you know, when they go out in public, they look at people and they're just like, Ugh, "Yeah." Well, swine. and he, and he, and back to the the art thing, he felt like he was leaving his greatest mark on humanity by doing all these awful things that nobody nobody knows about except for him. Like they're not going to see. <clears throat> The birds and but no, and, this is just for him. Yes, can and, we? And, can we? 
Can we take a moment to backtrack a second on an earlier question, y'all? We can backtrack track like a motherfucker. Like, well, like y'all brought up scenes in the mo- movie that made you realize, okay, it's that kind of movie. The scene when he's a kid, man, and he clips the the the. Oh the my god! Product. When he was and watching the guys cut the grass with those scythes, dude. Oh that my was god, weird. dude. You remember that at the whole, end that scene, dude? That scene was it was pulled me in, dude. Hard. I was sitting there watching it, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" Like this is, but well, that I'm was his home. look. Do you remember in Happy Happy Gilmore when he was like, "Find your happy place"? Yeah, that was his happy place. And when he was going to hell, he took him to that window, and he you could see him cutting the grass. You could hear him breathing. That was you know? just heaven. Yeah. That was his happy place, and he said, "We don't have jurisdiction here. We can't go here." Yeah. And it looked beautiful. There was a sunset. Everything was kind of had like a yellow tint to it. Yeah, that was his heaven for sure. That was his heaven. That was his happy place. Happy place. Yeah. I think about, I think I'm going to recut that where he's like, find your happy place, happy. And Mm -hmm. he cuts to those people cutting. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. They said the meadow has a breath and it's all those people out there cutting that. That scene pulled me in, dude. Those dudes yeah. cutting that grass, I was just like, whoa, that's fucking, that's crazy. And when he cut that fucking little duck's foot off, he put it back in the water, and he just watched it struggle to swim. Yeah. I was like, that's a sick fucking kid, dude. I know. That was, was so, for real, he's been that way. Well, he's he's kind of like, he's, he's kind of like Dexter in a way where, like, he's yeah. had these urges his whole life, but... He doesn't really start expressing. So we really urges. don't even know. I think that Uma Thurman was the was the first one. La- they call her on IMDb. She's Lady One. Yeah. There's Lady One, Two, and Three. Yeah. She was Incident One. So that's it was it was in the story that was Incident One. So that's the first time it happened. Right. But she pushed him. Yeah. Well, and I think that whenever he has that conversation with Virgil about all these women sound stupid, and he's like, I've killed men before. I think that the men he's that he killed was not a pleasure kill either. Mm-hmm. That was like a self-defense, like at the end of the movie, whenever he kills that guy, it's it's almost like a, a, a primal urge to stay alive. And Yeah, he was just doing that not to get caught. But you remember right after they had the conversation, like you always kill women. You always talk about stupid women, this and that. Then it cuts to him in a room and he wants to shoot a bullet. Through all those guys. Which was fucking crazy, but they were all guys. Yeah. It was almost like in his head, he was like, okay. Yeah. We've been killing all these women. You know, he was thinking to himself, now I'm going to kill some dudes. But that was the way he was lining them up, dude. That was fucking crazy. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like that room that he didn't have access to, there's more to that room. I feel like that room was like his it was empathy. a representation of something. Well, I think it was a representation of his his humanity and his empathy because he didn't have access to it. He did not have access to it. Just like he said he didn't have access to it and he had to pretend to be happy and smile and all this stuff. And once he opened opened it up, that's when you meet Virgil. That's when the end is near. Like he finally taps into well, his Well and then Virgil his moment of entering the abyss, so to speak. Do y'all remember like his like, original, like, yeah, I mean, his original point, game plan? His original game plan 
was to build a fucking house. Yeah. And when he went into that room, what Virgil say to him, he's like, we're going to build that house, right? Yeah. yeah. That was, he had to, the house was like, and that never happened. No, he kept. He never went that. into that room and built that house though. That like, that never happened, dude. He, he was dead. I think he was dead. Like, I don't think he built that house. Like, right. Cause when he went in there, Virgil was like, cause you know, I think whenever Virgil finally like, exp- you know, came out was like, I'm here. I am. I think yeah. he was, he had to be gone. Right. Cause all well, this time he didn't see him. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. just saying it because he builds a house. He goes inside, looks inside. There's a hole. Yeah. After he sees the hole, they start shooting at him. Yeah. So to me, I was like, he's already dead. Right. Like when he went in, when he finally broke through that room. Yeah. He was already dead. Yeah. Like something yeah, happened. Like, like, like maybe some time play. Like yeah. Because none of that made sense. Like when he went in there and there's a dude in the corner. It's like, how long you been in here? He's like, yeah. I've been here for a while. Yeah. Well, Just and not like all-, all the craziness. I would love to hear like a a thirty part podcast series <laughs> of with the a motherfucker that wrote this shit. Yeah. Just talking about it. And one thing that I noticed too was whenever whenever he goes into that hole and it cuts to black and you see his feet standing in that water, right? And you see that his shadow is directly below him. Exactly what he was talking about. It's like he found that's that's the last like he's at peace now. He just talked about it right before that. Yeah. And maybe like, a scene or two before that he did that whole you know, uh you know, what was it, a uh, street light thing? Yeah. I was just like, God damn it. Like the dude that wrote this movie is fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like how do you how do you fucking Well, I mean how I do think, you put those words? I think that paper, I th- dude. Like I think that comes with just uh just have interest. you ever had a thought like that though? No, he had to do some major research. Well, after because I watched uh, the bed, the Ted Bundy tapes leading up to this. Yeah. So after watching that and then piggybacking with this movie, the movie made way more sense because you see a lot of the same traits in both. Oh of these yeah. People, like easily, like. Ted Bundy was so egotistical and you, yeah. s- and he even says that he says ego. That's what gets you, you know, like yeah. that's get what you every time that's what, that is what kept him going and escalating it further and further. Cause his ego wasn't he was like, I'm him. untouchable. Yes. And yes, exactly. Um, I wonder if that was a kind of a, I wonder if Ted Bundy, I would like to know who his, like his top five inspirations for this character. I, I mean, guarantee you Ted Bundy's like top three. Yeah. For because, sure. Yeah. And if I had was, a moment back in the day where I would do like one well, series a month. The shot where he's in the van and he's got the uh, old school Ted, glasses going on. Yeah. Kind of looked like he looked like a cross between hey, Dahmer and Bundy. Who did tell Ted Bundy like mostly kill? Women. That's it was all, all women, dude. Yeah, that's all he killed. Yeah. All women. So I'm pretty sure that they took a lot of inspiration. Oh, yeah. Of course. This guy, I know he's not going to win shit for it. There's no way. Have y'all seen the numbers? No. All right. Let me me throw this at you. So it's in Euro. It was was 8.7. The budget was 8.7 million. 
which is nine point nine million U.S. dollars. Pretty good budget for what we got there. That was that's. I mean, I'm impressed with what he did with that amount of money. Yeah, Um, this looked like a thirty million dollar movie right here. Was you know on point. That steady cam probably saved them some money in the box office. Two point one million. Now that's a goddamn shame. Like, well, and it didn't get a wide release though. I'm sure it did. And then people looked at it and they were like, who? You know, what? he's playing what? Like, the trailer was very, like, what's going on? Like, yeah. Well, but and- this movie will live on. It's got good scores online. It's not the movie. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be one of those. It's a cult it's classic snowball. already. It's going to snowball in the cult status. I, <laughs> I have this, for this type of movie, it's probably like the best one. Yeah, there's sure. a few out there. Like this is the one where you're just like, oh, that's that's, you know, that's the one. Yeah, like there won't. I don't know if oh, they can ever top that. It comfortably fits on the shelf with all of the good ones, all of the great psychological horror movies and serial killer films. Like it, it's it, it it belongs on the list. And what's one thing that's so interesting to me about it is. It's so over the top yet so believable that you know a lot of the a lot of psychological horror movies go way over the top. They draw you in, but they take you over the top almost to an unrealistic view, unrealistic point. But this movie, it was, it, it, it felt so fucking real, man. Like you, I could see a documentary where someone was doing this crazy shit and not it's almost like we were watching a documentary. Yeah. Well, I feel like I feel like this movie takes that level that absurdity that you're talking about, Griff. Yeah. I think it takes it and it uses it. It uses it as it's as part of its like and it breaks it down for part, you. It, parts part of its pre, like its presentation. Like from the concept that he drove from a house in suburbia all the way to the inner city grinding this woman's face into a pulp and then the rain washing it away. And then you've got all the, all the countless times he confessed his shit to cops. Yeah. Him carrying those two dead bodies back into that apartment because his pictures didn't turn out right. All of the weird, you know, and just the fact that he points, you know, he, there's almost a social commentary when he, hangs out the window with that girl and says, you know, nobody wants to help, you know? Yeah. And it just takes it. And it just, it, it's, it does a good job of trying to artistically just I got something, all that shit, you know, when yeah. he was hanging out uses, in the it, it room, uses all of it, it uses all of its pieces when he was in and, that room with titty ticket. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He told her, he said, feel free to scream. Yeah. Please. And she started screaming. He's like, call that a scream. Yeah. And then he started screaming. Yeah. And he's like, nobody's coming. Yeah. It's now over. I'm going to cut your titties off. Yeah. <laughs> he said, pick a knife. That was so fucking. And then he picked a knife he wanted to use, the biggest yeah. one. Oh, my God, man. That woman sitting there, dude, feeding that dead kid that pie with those tears rolling down her face. Yeah. That was fucked up, man. But it it needed to be in the movie. Yeah. And the way it, it was needed shot, that. 
the way that it was beautiful. I mean, with, with, with the fucking camera so up close on her face, and you see her crying, and him ha- talking to her this whole time, like nothing that he had just not done anything that he had just did, and and well, you, then he almost had these split personality moments where, like, you know, for that one minute he's being nice to that girl, and then all of a sudden it was like, well, he's changed. Like he's yeah. You know, he's like talking down to her like the woman. He's real nice. Then he goes into his I want to kill you phase. You could almost tell what phase he was in by the the, the shot. Yeah. Anytime the shot came in real tight, he was in psycho mode. He was psycho killer. Yeah. That song should have been in this movie. For real, right? At the end of it. Yeah. It was. Good song. They did hit the road, Jack. Yeah, I, mean, I know. How, how I don't want to. I feel like when I feel like the word disturbing is overused, but that's the best way to describe it when he's choking that woman out in the first incident. Or yeah. maybe it was the second one. Uh, when he yeah, chokes her, one. him like collapsing her leg, and then and she comes like, back and he tries and he to like tries put to, a little donut and some water for her, yeah, try to choke her. He was like, what the fuck am I doing? He choked her some more. <laughs> yeah. And then he chokes, then he finally chokes that other chick out as well. See, I kept wondering why she was acting like that, but I was like, well, he got crushed her windpipe or something like. Yeah. Yeah. He was pretty good, though, man. He was like, I'm a cop. She's like, where's your badge? And it was like, okay. Um, it's at the cleaners. <laughs> um, that's exactly what you need to say. Yeah. I'm still an insurance and she he look he would always look around. Yeah. You know, he was watching, he saw that thing, he's like, Her husband's dead. Yeah. Uh, I can get your pension bumped up. She's like, You can get my pension bumped up. You know who that chick was, right? Dude, she what was that movie she was in? Men in Black. That's right. Yeah. She's been in a Sugar few. Yeah. That's yeah. it, dude. Yeah, that was her. That's it. More. Oh. Yeah, I was I was when I was sitting there looking at her, I was just I could see her in a scene. I'm like why does your face look like that? <laughs> yeah. She looks exactly the same. Yes, she does. And she hasn't what, aged a day, but I don't know if that's a good thing. Cause <laughs> yeah. But nah, man, like it's, and you, you're right. Disturbing is used so much, but this movie, when somebody says a movie's disturbing, I'm going to be like, watch fucking house Jack built. It's, it's not scary. It's disturbing as fuck because you're going to see some fucked up shit. And you're going to feel some kind of fucking way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, really? Yeah. You're going to feel. And if you don't feel some kind of way from watching that movie. You may be a fucking psychopath. <laughs> yeah, right. And like, I, there's so many points of the movie where they could have fucking made a comedy out of it. Like him going back in the yeah. house. Him fucking tying that bitch to the well, back of his car and taking off. Well, for some reason, the shot when he kills him with Thurman. And he hides the car, and you see him walk to the edge of that little walkover or a little mini bridge, and toss the keys into the creek. Yeah, that felt. And the way he was narrating, I was like, "This is a shot from the office." Yeah, right. <laughs> like yeah. it's it, you know, it does that quick zoom out, and then he does something and walks off or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean it absolutely. It's so close to one. It's it it, it could have been a a dark comedy. Had yeah. he maybe thrown a few more comedic lines. Yeah. yeah. He needed more. And I mean, 
yeah, I mean, it has an, it has enough to say there's some funny parts awkwardly. There for was some film. funny parts. We're not psychos for saying that. We all fought it. Yeah, I mean, because him going back in there and cleaning that blood up. Oh my god, that was the one. Where you're I just mean, like, this I guess, is I guess, ridiculous. I guess a better way to put it is that if if you're familiar with dark comedies and you've watched a lot of movies in that genre, it's going to be hard to not see some of the yeah the comedy the, in it. Yeah, some of the executions done that you could interpret for comedic effect. And it even had that saying, comedic time. I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's wrought with it. No, it's just like these little moments that you're like, man, like that. It was kind of, yeah. you know, you get a chuckle out of it. See, that was early. It's so outrageous. As the film, you know, goes on, we get later in the film. It gets dark, man. He, he's perfected it. It takes a dramatic turn whenever he goes out there with them kids. Y'all, whenever he decided to, he started talking about how if you leave them in there, He's like, if you kill them and freeze them before the rigor sets in and then pull them back out, you, you can move their body, do exactly what you want. And then he props that kid up. He takes those coat hangers. Oh, and my God, dude. That kid was all fucked up. And yeah. Dude, that was fucked up, man. Yeah. No, and he goes, smile. It was almost like a Joker smile. It was. Yeah. Like, and he propped him up, and he stood there and looked at him, and he waved at him. Yeah, it's so fucking like, crazy. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. Dude, oh. normally people won't go there with kids. No. Because it's, you know, it's real touchy, but it's like, no, you, it had to be done. Yeah. Just yeah, so you just, could see what kind of. Yeah. I wonder, like, I just, I wonder if in and of itself, the movie. Like all the things he uses, all the things he chose to go out of his way and shoot for film. I wonder if he lopped all these scenes together just as a statement of how how ridiculous people will you know how, how ridiculous he can he could make a movie and people watch it and go, Oh, that's crazy and there's there not really be a uproar like say there would have been maybe twenty years ago, twenty, thirty uh-huh. years ago if something like this came out. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I know, I know, I know that if you take away stuff like the internet and the whole accessibility of being able to find stuff like this is a movie I know we would never, ever oh, not back in the day, dude, come across. You know, nineties, early two thousands, uh-uh. yeah. But the way that the way that he, for it, it being dead slap in the center of the movie after you see like. Everything. It's like, of course that happened. Yeah. After you see like the first incident, the second incident, and then the kills that happen like between those incidents that they kind of go into that they lump into those incidents. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just see his gradual and it's kind of like that third incident with the kids was like, that was his complete downfall. Yeah. Like you can, you can mark, you can mark that out to like, that we're was just, whatever. We're, this is like level fucking 10. Like you, yeah. You just prestiged. Yeah. And that's what allowed him to be so fucked up whenever he fucked that chick that he was seeing up, the one that he cut her titties off. Like that's how like that was uh, how he got there, you know? He said I've killed sixty people. And then a few minutes later he's like sixty one. And she's like, Well a minute ago you said sixty and he's like, Well if you weren't so if you weren't so fucking stupid Yeah. You'd know simple. what I mean when I say that. Oh yeah, simple. 
Yeah. He was super mean to her. Yeah. But he was like all sweet and nice, caring. When the thing with the her. phone? Yeah. And she's see, like, he'd been he'd been fucking with her for a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And she's like, I can't look at you the way you look at me. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's okay. Let me go in here. Where we got these little toy phones. Yeah, it's going to be. Oh, that was so fucked up, dude. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that dude even come up with that, man? Oh, and, and Matt Dillon, you know, like. What a performance. For real. Like, when I think of him, I think of there's something about Mary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I him with his comedic timing and everything. You don't like, think of this. No. He fucking knocked it out of the park. Man. He did like, a great really. job. Yeah. It's fucking a great job. Everybody. There was no chuffa, no terrible, anything. It was so fucked up and so disturbing. Yet the people that they placed in the movie made it that much more realistic, made it that much better. Bravo. Yeah. I mean, I. it's crazy. I don't even know. I know what I can say. I'm going to give it a star. Full star? A full-blown star, dude. It's a must-watch. If you like movies, yeah, you it's need so to watch well, this movie. It's so well fucking made, man. This is going to be one of those movies in the future. like, And it, it, it already is, but it's going to take a little time to catch on, you know, for everybody to see it and pick up. Yeah. But it's going to be one of those movies where people are like, oh, you haven't seen that? It will be. Yeah. <laughs> Not only have I seen it, we reviewed it on my podcast, realestatepodcast.com. Yeah. I give it a full star, dog. I mean, I can't say much more than what I've already said. You know, no. I can't start over. <laughs> it, yeah, it's a full star. A full blown star, dude. Must watch. Um, Buy it. Blu ray. Yes. Yeah, I agree. You'll watch it more than one time. I promise yeah. you. Well, and th- and that's why I was uh, telling Travis the other night. I'm like, this isn't something that I, I want to rush out and watch immediately because uh-uh. I'm still chewing on it a little bit. But this is a movie that if somebody comes over and they're like, well, let's watch something crazy. I've got oh. the perfect thing. Yeah. You know, well, like, you ain't ready. No. Buckle yeah. up. Yeah, are you ready for this? You're going to leave my house tonight feeling weird. <laughs> yeah, for real. It might question our friendship. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, worth it. Yeah. It's that good. Great movie. Really. I love it. It gets full star for me, too, man. It's, I will have it one day. I'll find it somewhere, and Absolutely. I'll fucking get it. Because it's just so... So different, yeah, and and it's own it's its own thing, man. Like, yeah, you've never seen anything like this movie. No. You've seen stuff close, and they try to, you know, they try, but like this, it's yeah. its own thing, if, man. If like a movie lover is gonna watch it, and they're gonna see maybe hints of inspiration from other films. Oh yeah, but and other people. It's still like you, but like you said though, it's still it's so its unique. And it of of this type of movie, it may be like one of the best. Yeah, really, like you can't go wrong with this one. No, uh, not a date night movie, depending I mean, on who I, your date is. I I watched it with my old. Wife. 
What'd she say about it? Did she like it or was she just like, that was fucking weird? She was so like, like, intrigued. Mind fucked. Yeah. (laughs) What just happened? She's, she was like, this is so fucked up, but I can't quit watching it. I have to know what happened. I have to see how this ends. And then we didn't even fucking the end. Let's talk about that for a second. Like, all right, him and Virgil is walking through hell, right? Oh, and we then, didn't yep. talk about this. And then they get to, he, he told Virgil he wanted to see it all. Everything. He Yeah, he says, Virgil's like, I normally just take people where they go, but we're fucking doing it. Like, I'll, I'll show we're you. We're close. Yeah. And um, these shots, when they're in hell, where they're it's not crazy. Moving, like, when they're on the boat, going across the Slow boat, motion. That was And so all those people are trying to climb up onto the boat. Yes. All crossing the river sticks. Yeah. It was so fucking crazy, man. Like, yeah. Oh man. When it goes to the full hell torse uh montage, like I was sitting there like a little like I was nerding the fuck out. I was like, This is this is awesome because it's yeah. the closest that we've ever gotten to like I, a, a literal a uh, literal a like realistic hell. Well, and also uh, uh, the closest glimpse to a visual Dante Alighieri's Inferno. Yeah. Not that silly-ass hell you always see. You know, like, not that little Nicky hell. Like a a (laughs) real-looking hell. Like, yeah. It's it's almost like Lars von Trier's interpretation of Inferno. Yeah, yeah. But, and then him describing, like, he said, man, always. that, That was the guy's name, right? Virgil's real name? Oh, no, no, no that's no, the yeah. director. It, no, yeah, Lars, well, Lars is, uh, yeah, Lars Rontier is the director. Right. But yeah, right, like, yeah. Uh, instead of, instead of, d- the way Divine Comedy works is Dante's being guided through hell, purgatory, and heaven with, uh, or through hell with the use of Virgil and the different ones for the other parts. But, like, like I was saying, like, this was, like, his, it's his spin on it, you know? Yeah, that guy's voice, man. It's so when cool. they were talking, those two going back and forth. <laughs> it made me think of Metal Apocalypse. <laughs> so good when they when they were in that cave. They, they, they said, "What's like, that sound?" And he was like, "You don't want to know." Yeah, he, that dude's voice sounds like he could have been like a priest during the Inquisition. Yeah, yeah. that explanation was so badass though, where he's like. Men, mankind wants to know what hell sounds like. He said, "There's so many screams that it all blends together into just a high pitched fucking noise." Mm-hmm. Like, that was intense, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yes. Oh and my it gets, god, that was. He said it gets louder the further down you go, and then like they get at the end, they get to like an area where he shows him like the bottom of hell, like the lower levels of hell. He said, "This is the lowest level." Yeah. He said, you're supposed to go two levels up. Yeah. He said, he's like, well, what's that? What's that way over there? And he goes, that takes you out, right? Like he said, that takes you out, right? Mm-hmm. Or it takes it used out. to be a bridge and now it's gone. Now yeah. you just look down. I think that's a bottomless pit. Yeah. No, that's, that's the abyss, dude. At the bottom of that shit's where Satan is shackled. Yeah. And he's like, I think I can climb around. And he's like, many men have tried. I don't recommend it. Yeah, I don't recommend it. Many men have tried. I knew it was going to fall. Yeah, of course. It was. Well, it was his ego. Yeah, 
He tried to warn him. First, I could do it. Yeah. He tried to warn him, and he told him he said bye. Yeah, he said goodbye, Jack. And he knew he was going. He just like shrugged his arms, like, "Damn, you're fucking stupid. You're not as smart as I thought you were." Yeah, I thought you were better than this. You fuck. You know. He's like, I think I'll take my chances. Yeah. Which is there's no telling how many people tried to crawl across. I would. There's no damn way. No. Say shit. You take. Let's hit that elevator, dog. <laughs> let's go back to. I don't want to go down there. It looks hot. Yeah. And then the last shot, it turns into a negative. Oh my god. Yeah. And you see the darkness. Yeah. And the light. Fuck Credits. Yes. Hit the road, Jack. I thought it should have started playing that Rolling Stones song again. <laughs> well, they wore that song out. They was like, well, shit, we paid for it. We're using it, baby. We don't tell them how much they paid to use that song. Right. But it was it was good. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, though. Uh, and I was kind of, I knew that he was going to go for it. Like, I knew he was going to try it. But I'm like, really? You fucking just went through hell. And like, and like you said, it's the most real representation of hell because you don't see demons. You don't it's not see stupid. Yeah. You, it's and not silly. And just like, Oh, that's fucking stupid. Like when you, you know, you don't see all these like bone structures everywhere. You know, I remember that first shot when they come out and they look down. Yeah. You see like on the edge of some rocks, it looks like some skulls in it. Yeah. But it looks like they've been there a long fucking time, dude. Like, yeah, right. It was just that was the realest hell I've ever seen. Yeah. Fucking crazy. That gets a star alone. That hell gets a star. <laughs> the hell gets one. The riding gets a star. Shit, I'm gonna give it three stars. <laughs> it gets the fucking death star. It gets the death star, dog. I sh- I say that it gets the death star. This movie is certified Death Star. This movie gets three. This movie gets three sites. Oh God! Now, Travis has been going on the breath. Travis has been talking about this movie for a minute, for like yeah. weeks. Yeah. Like when you watched that one, when you watched that one, I heard it was good. Where did you hear? Like where did you? Where did you see that? I know we watched the trailer, but. You had to go read up about it, right? I I stumbled across it just something about just bouncing around the movie sites and stuff, man. Uh, from Bloody Disgusting, uh, IMDb, all that stuff. I was just looking at. I think it was around the time they were doing all their different festivals and stuff. And there was a horror one, and I think this this came up on the list of interview of like not interviews but articles, and. Because the whole thing was, it was like Matt Dillon or in a fucking horror film. What you know? Right. And just saying that it got, I, I, I was, I was really just banking on its, uh, its festival uh, reception, and it just, it, it seemed like a crazy idea. I thought the name was weird. Yeah. Well, and they, and they really bury the lead. You know, like even Quick. when you're, even when you're watching it, you're like, because I mean, my first. Um, thought was like, well, he's talking to, he's talking to like a psychiatrist or something, or like the you know the cops got him, yeah, and he's talking, you know, he's in custody and he's telling his story to the psych, you know, yeah, clearly crazy, yeah, you had no idea that was gonna happen at the end. 
I no idea. No. It's too late to say this. But if you you should watch this movie before you fucking listen to this podcast, because for real, yeah, it's spoiler alert, dude. You have no idea what's going to happen. I did. I knew he was going to build a house out of those bodies. Right. I knew that was coming when he was like he had like sixty bodies in there, and he was talking like about material, you know, the perfect material, and he started talking about that. The noble rot. I was just like, he's gonna fucking build a damn house out of those bodies, sure. Because he sure. went through like every material, yeah, settle on something. Bodies. Right. When well, for me, when it's a good little house, Jack. Well, when I when I was watching it, when it got to the part where, you know, occasionally, uh, Virgil would say some shit. I thought it was weird that he called him Verge, but yeah. I went with it, you know. Yeah. And then when he finally says, you know, of all the tours or conversations or whatever, like it made me be like, what? Like Virgil, like is that like a is it like a, a nod to yeah, who to are you? At first, I was, I was thinking it was a nod to it, maybe you know, but then from the from the sniper scene onward, I was like, holy shit, it is. Wait, we're still going. What we're yeah, going right. lower? We're oh god, you know. Like this is this is turning into that kind of movie. We yeah. get two movie sh- two that kind of movie shifts For real, in one dude. film. Like, oh my god. For me, dude, watching this, this movie shifted three times. <laughs> Didn't it though? Well, you had the first and then the second shift was when he killed that family. Yeah. That was the big, because I was just like, how do we end up here? Now he's a hunter. He's all into this. He read a couple of books. He's a genius. You know, he's just explaining to the kids everything, teaching them how to shoot. Yeah. There for a minute, I thought he was going to make that kid shoot his mom. I was like, oh, God damn. I will say, I will say that scene is probably the one scene in the movie that's the longest running, I can't believe this is happening, of the film. Like from from the moment he from the moment you see that kid dart and he he shoots him up to you know him shooting the mom in the damn oh my god dude. trench and 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 just like the the whole feeding the pie that whole scene where he's like like I have no say in them like he's just he's full I didn't get enough pie when I was a kid he's he's fucking gone you know. Yeah, the only way to describe uh, his character. Well, can at that you imagine point. killing that every bit people? of it? It was just that was so hard. it was so hard to watch that that whole shit play out. And I don't know. It was long of all the scenes. That was the one that it felt like like I was the most tense the entire time. I think it was those tight shots. Yeah, because when it went tight like that on her face, and you could see the cracks around her mouth. Yeah, the it, wrinkles. When it finally it just that. When it when it suddenly when he does like when it whenever it does the the explanation of the deer oh and it just God. cuts to them huddled behind that fallen tree and he's shooting like, your oh, gunshots yeah like, like, that that that's the point in my mind where it's like yep he's gonna kill him that's the whole reason he found them and brought them out there yeah he wanted to recreate that you know he had a he had a mission there and then you know. Dude, he's standing up there. When he told her, he said, what's your favorite number? I was like, oh my God. this is how long you're going to have to run. I already knew it. 
Yeah. I knew it was. He said, what's your favorite number? I was like, don't pick three. You know? <laughs> I would be fucking 87, okay? That's my <laughs> favorite. 100, 900. Yeah. yeah. He said, what's your favorite number? And he said, all right, picnic's over. One, two. And I was like, oh, can my we, God. Can, can, we, can we give a hand to the woman? Or the she did a great job. The scene, when, the pie scene. Very believable. Like, the look of just straight like her devastation. She is fucking wrecked. Gone, dude. She'd never be like the best thing that could have happened to her that day was for her to die. Yeah. Like she's After that. Like, like 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 she's staring off, but she's not looking at nothing. You know what I mean? Like she's fucking She's dead. She's they're her they're her real mind weird. Is broken, dude. They're real weird about you shooting kids on camera. And I was wondering how he was going to do this. I was like, okay, he's going to shoot these kids, but how are they going to do it? Yeah. So they he would do it, but it would cut back and forth between him and them. It would cut to him when he pulled the trigger, cut back to them for the aftermath. Yeah. You don't see him shoot this kid in the face. No. But you see him go down. Like, Yeah. It was good. He did a good job, because they're real weird about you doing that. Like, it, that would never fly, dude. A point-blank shot of a bullet going into that boy's face would never happen. Like they'd be like, this movie is going to get out fucking NC seven. You know, what is that? Rated R like now this movie, this movie though, almost now as much as we praise the movie, we've given our ratings. We know our ratings aren't going to change. I love the film and I'll stand by it as to what it is. Like all movies, (laughs) little, little fingerprints of bullshit from our political landscape likes to nothing, no, nothing is sacred. And the, the film is almost undone for me. There's one moment where I was like, man, he's really, he, he's doing the wobbly act too much at this point now. And to me, it's the scene when he's got Jack talking about, um, Oh, uh, you know, men are blamed for everything. Like, like that's mm-hmm. a motive for his his killing compulsions because he thinks men are, you know, the men scum are of the earth. Yeah, like we're like you know, like pitting it on. If you can relate to this guy, you're someone that thinks like that, right? And it's, I mean, it's there. I mean, you know, and it's it was it's, small though. It was compared so to most movies. It, it's so insignificant that I know it probably wasn't even worth bringing if up. If you're I did simple, you never know it. <laughs> right. You know, it never crossed your mind. But I'm going to say this, like someone that's simple would never watch this movie. No. and they As soon as they started it. watching it, they'd be like, uh-uh, kick it back you know, on. I, America's got talent. I don't like this. And, you what, know? and to me, though, one of it's what saves it from from having that little that little minute detail from being like more infectious, I guess, um, is the fact that he'll go in and explain to, uh, you know, he explains to dude why, you know, it's always the stupid woman that gets murdered or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. He murdered men too. (laughs) Especially after he said that. Then that but shit. Anyways. Well, it was crazy. Like 
that that last guy that he brings in at the end, he's like, "That's not a full metal jacket." And oh he's like, God, "He's damn. like, damn, you're right." You know, he came I mean, in and they were like, "We're freezing to death," and he put blankets over them. Like, yeah. why? I mean, you know what I mean? He had them all like coat hangers holding their necks. Yeah, they were handcuffed. It was just a bunch of dudes. And when you come in, there's clearly people that have been there for days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Freezing to fucking death. We're cold. Okay. What, what's going on? And he's like, I'm like, dude, do you not see the gun set up over there? You already know what's about to happen. I know what's about to happen. Yeah. And he hasn't even explained it yet. Look at all these bodies, too. Like, his body count went up quick. You know what I mean? Like, whenever it shows him at the end, it's damn, you know? But yeah. He deserved that, to go to hell. Yeah. Well, and, and they deserved to fall down that pit, which was always going to, we always knew that was going to happen. Yeah. But, uh, that shit at the end though, where he goes to the fucking, and they're like, they come by and question you for the robbery. And he goes, robbery. What, you know, like, what the fuck are you talking about? You no know, robbery. I don't fucking know anything about a robbery. And that scene with him and that guy, he's like, I consider you my best friend, you know, and all this shit. It's just, you knew something was going to go down. It's just yeah. so fucking crazy. When he stabbed that motherfucker in the bottom, dude, of his damn chin. Yeah. He just went. Yeah. I was like, damn, dude. But you, you could tell like that was someone that he probably felt was worthy enough to sit around and talk with. Yeah. Like you did, could did you tell know? the guy wasn't a fucking, you know, he wasn't stupid like it. You had to be on a certain level to sit around and have conversation. He never wanted to kill that guy. No. Did All he did he was, was he went there for a full robe. metal jacket. Did you notice he was wearing his robe when he was descending through hell? Yeah. yeah. That dude he killed. Yeah. yeah, he wore it the rest of the movie after that. Mm-hmm. After he got to the cop and everything. That cop came in and he said, oh, you got him. Was it SC or CG or something? Yeah, CS or something. CS was it. And he turned around, bam. He Fucked put two ass. in him. And when he went down, he hit him with three more. Yeah, double time. Then he, dude, he pulls up at his office space and leaves the siren on. Yeah, dude. At this point, he don't give a fuck. No, he knows. There's one mission. I've got like how many people? Let's see, one, which was very American Psycho of him because it it reminded me of the the killing spree scene at the end. Very. No fucks given. He's like, I got these dudes strapped down in here, and I want to see what happens. Yeah, I want to see if there's one bullet can go through all the. I got a little things. experiment. Yeah. Man. Sick man, sick. Yeah, he had so. We never got to see that. No. They were just like you know. After his OCD went away, he would just like throw them on pile of pizzas. Like, yeah, he didn't give a fuck, man. You know, when he grabbed that woman to take her back to the apartment, she was like all like frozen in a weird way. Like, yeah. and he just carries her like a fucking suitcase around. You know what I mean? Like, it's carries her by that woman's window. The woman was standing there like making a drink or something. Yeah. Walked right by it, dude, with two bodies. Didn't give a fuck. It was, that was very American Psycho. Yeah. I like how it was sped up, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that was a cool shot. Watch this movie. Yeah, good movie. 
I recommend well, let's it. Hop on our, Watch let's it. hop on our segues and go to the true detective room. We've given this movie an hour. Let's move on. Or we'll, we could sit here all night and talk about the movie. Yeah. I'm ready. So, right. True detective. Two episodes. Yeah. So, where God, y'all want to start? What, what the hell did he walk into that room and see? Which episode? At the end of the next to last episode we watched, the paint room. Not this week, but last week. Yeah, what the fuck? I figured the girl was there because he said her name. Yeah, but then the next episode, he's fucking dead now. Well, he's dead because that dude killed him that came up behind him. The security guard came up behind him and got that out. But we never saw what was in the room. Well, it was either her or like a or another girl. Yeah, there was something. But there, there's a there's there's a big gap missing between his death and that room. Well, and I really don't know if we're gonna get to see it. Like, what the fuck? But these last two episodes answered a lot of questions and created more. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like him getting in that car. What questions, man? Like, what, like? This Him show, getting in that car has, at the end. This show has been a clusterfuck of what the hell is going on since episode one. Yeah, like there's only even one episode like, left, like, and, and there's so much that's banking on it. It's going to be good. I still don't. I still don't know what the fuck is going on. I still don't know how his wife died. But whenever, what is it? Hoyt. What's the company? Yeah. No, whenever he rolls. Die. Whenever he rolls up at, at that at that la- in that last episode, I'm like, he killed his wife. At this point, man, at this point, nothing makes sense. Well, well they maybe- fucked that damn security guard up, though, didn't they? Yeah, right. Here, what what I'm thinking is, um, I mean this this guy that we may or may not have seen so far, obviously is pulling all the strings and all this shit. He is like, he's the head of the company, right? Yeah, he well, owns this, that company. At this point, guys, at this point, is there a way that either of y'all can explain to me this season in chronological order so that I can understand it? Because it's jumping around well, where it's like. But, but when it jumps around, their outfits are different, the way they look. Yeah, of, co- of course. And you I, can and I tell what I, time I, period we're in. Yeah, I mean, I happens. know that much. I know that and everything, but, like, it's really – it's really fucking hard for me to keep track of this show. And I hate it. I hate knowing that I've been defeated by a show. <laughs> I don't feel defeated. No, I don't. So well, I'm last, right in there with them. Like I'm the last episode didn't have the only time jumps that's been taking place has been from the nineties and from present it's day. Been like, but that's the thing. It's been like three or four episodes since the gloss one eyed man has even been brought up. Yeah. And then suddenly he walks the fuck in at one of the book signings and, and sh- like. Well, like, what's weird is still, they that was the same. Wasn't that the same guy's house they went to? Was that the same dude? Do they all? Just no, dude. Same? He was old. That was an old dude. Okay, this he was old. Old somebody else. What they call him, Mister Who? Mister Watts. Percy. No, mm-hmm. Watts. They call him something though. That the black lady in the last episode called oh, yeah. him something. Mister. Uh, I can't remember his name. Yeah. I'm but a, he lived in the house and he ran the basement. Yeah. Which is I'm from the way that I'm understanding it is Hoy and this guy, Mr. 
Watts was going out and kidnapping these kids and selling them or doing whatever the fuck that they were doing with them. And I still feel like the the people that work for the police department are involved in some capacity. Well, because it's big money. Yeah. We finally got our cameo for yeah. Russ and Yeah. I mean shit, they put a picture of their face up. Yeah. I was well, like, they, Oh shit, that's my boys. They said that it could be connected because the The dolls. Kind of, yeah, kind of the same thing was happening. And it was a cover up. Yeah. And that's Some higher ups, big money. Yeah. We so knew that we this, could feel that coming. Like what it was if, what if part of a finale to do a full connection or whatever, what if we get what if we get just a moment where they reprise their roles and they help for just a minute? Oh my you know, they god! Don't help, they don't help well, resolve it, but you know what? They I better mean? show like, up in the next episode because that's it. Like this is they a, got like, a lot know, of dude. They're going to tie up every loose end. It's going to happen, man. Well, this is what I think for real. I think that in the nineties, all these loose ends got tied up. I think that. I think that. Uh, uh, what's his name? The white guy. He knows everything that happened. Um, Roland. Yeah, Roland knows everything that happened. I think they both knew what happened, but the dementia's got his mind so fucked up. Because he, every now and then he'll ask him a question. And he'll look at him like, "Motherfucker, you were there. Yeah, you like, already know what happened." Yeah. So I think that they wrapped everything up in the nineties. It's just him reading this book, this TV crew coming around. He's revisiting it. Like we're living through him. So do you think it's going to be almost like a, this is his memento story. Like he's done, like he's already tried to revive this case so many times. Dude, I love going along with it. I love when there's a scene going on and it cuts in with his dementia. Like, yes, it's awesome, dude. Because it's just like that's real. That's so real. Like that's yeah, that's some shit that that would happen. Like that would you know he's sitting there talking to Roland and all of a sudden he's standing there, you know, and it's like, damn, dude. Like he's remembering shit. He's yeah. He come out and he told him that name. He's like, remember that name because I'll fucking forget it. Yeah. Well, and I think that uh, when I, I think that the reason now, after watching everything, I think the reason his daughter is doesn't want to really have any contact is because the case is closed. They're either going to kill this guy because they they're not in prison. Um, I think no, his daughter might be dead. You think his daughter's? Your last episode made me think that when I was watching it, I was like, "Oh shit!" Because you remember when he was like, "When's she coming home?" He's like. He looked at his wife. He got upset. He walked away from the table. She don't want to come here no more. Yeah. She well, might I, be dead, man. She might be, but I think that she's just over the whole investigation. The way he I, acted. Yeah. Well, I think that like his, I think the wife dying and then the old age is what fucked his mind up. That's where it's got him to where he's at. And like Travis said, like this case pops up every now and then and he wants to try to solve it again, but he's already solved it. We already like there's already a conclusion to it that happened in the nineties. But it was just between him and Roland, like him and it Roland never made it mainstream. Like, yeah. And more or less like twenty fifteen is him trying to solve a case he's already solved and, and and it's not that 
it's like the it's being presented in a way that even the characters he's around is not really realizing that he's trying to like they think maybe like you know this is him maybe the first time this has happened and they're thinking maybe he has figured out something and you know he even goes with the sympathy thing for his son in that one episode where he goes man this case is uh it's helped keeping my mind sharp and yeah. All this. That, well, the you know, only reason yeah. all this is happening is because of the making the murder type show. Yeah, you know, and that girl had some evidence, but but like every time she would feed him some shit, he would go to rolling, rolling with just that look he would give him, like you know, you already know, you can tell he already like, we already know what happened. We <sighs> solved this shit. You went and talked to the dude. Yeah, you got in the car with him. Yeah, that's why think- it's like. Who's hanging out outside my house? It's the fucking guy, or it's his son. I think it's Poli. I think, think it's who? I think it's the Poli. I think that his son's got a detail because his dad keeps fucking Because he walked off at night. Yeah, that's... I thought that, too. I was like, that's just, just a cop. That's why they didn't run his ass over. Like, Yeah, I mean, that's... and I th- Well, we'll know in the next episode because they got his tag. Yeah. That, and that's what I really do. I think that in the 90s, because the 80s story, that ended whenever they um, the house blew up. The 90s story is going to end with everything either unraveling or whatever. And I think that he's just going through the motions again where he's trying to solve this case. And, like, he can't let it go. Like, and his dementia. It's, just and, his, it's his failing mind trying to grasp at something. Yeah, and that's the thing that's that been the, the most prevalent thing in his life. Yeah. Really. I mean, that's the one thing that he focused all this attention to. I mean, of course, that's what it's going to pull, you know? So that's who was like, fucking Steven Dorff in these last two episodes. Oh, my God. He's even, he's, even huh? trying to, he's even trying to close the case on his own terms because you remember he looks at his kid when they're out in his backyard and he says, you, you know, when you were born, I was terrified. Like, you know, he gives him that whole spill about, you know, he would have done shit that would have got, you know, he would have done his stuff. You know, he explains that having a family fucked his game up pretty much. Yeah. This yeah. was the same time where he was like, and, so how's you know, your girl? How's this other girl you got like in New York or something? And he's like, uh, how you know about that? And he's like, motherfucker, I was a damn, a damn good detective. Like, yeah. It's like even with dementia, he knows he's been cheating on his wife. Yeah. Now the girl that he was talking about in New York is that the girl that's interviewing him? Yeah. Yeah, right. Because he was like, "Well, she talked," and that's probably the only reason she hooked up with him. Yeah. It's like another version of his mom. Yeah. What yeah. I thought was cool was that scene where she was in the bar, uh, the saw. What was it? The sawhorse. And she kept looking out the window. And then she ran out there, and we had that same feeling. I had the same feeling we had when he, the kid went missing at Walmart. Yeah. yeah. But it was just on her terms. Yeah. The bouncing around, though, is, is like the flash forwards. I was like, it's like watching Lost all over again. <laughs> like, Yeah. I will <laughs> say the, the, the readout for the next episode, which is the final episode, is called now am found all right wayne struggles to hold on to his memories and his grip on reality as the truth behind the parcel case is finally revealed 
I hope that's a two hour episode. (laughs) But uh, this guy's been pretty good about tying. Shit's going to tie up. Well, we're finally going to find out whenever we find out what happened when he got in that car. Yeah. That's the case, dog. And I think deep down inside, you already know what happened. Well, I think the underlying case is if they find out anything in present day, they're going to find out about what happened to the girl. Because I think that even after the 90s happened and everything, that they don't know where she went, what she's been up to. I think that's what they're going to find out in the modern day. Well, what if what if it's those what if it's those people getting a hold of him? Like, here's the thing: what if the big the big the big fuck up of the whole thing is that what if he's face to face with the other people that's trying to you know stop him and shit? Mm. Because that the guy, you know, they, they keep focusing on that that guy from the uh, from like the, the diner, guy. and you know, oh, the yeah. dad ends up, you know, going over there with a gun and all that shit. What if it's those people, and they're pretty much giving him a, you know, you're fucking with shit that don't need to be fucked with. Like you need to back the fuck off. Like yeah. in that picture, we see the black guy and the white woman wearing robes and because, at the, and the Halloween. And because of dude's fear for his family, he fucking backs the fuck off. And that's why he didn't do any cases. Like, like he pulled out. This is and and all this time he's finally like, I can't let it go, and he's gonna finish it finally. Well, what if uh, this is something that I've thought about too? If if in the nineties there isn't really a conclusion to like he, he doesn't like, buckle, so they kill his wife, and then he buckles. Well, well, but. It's Ooh, mom was mom was killed because makes, of this case. That That's sense, why man. I don't want to come home. Yeah. That's why the daughter don't want to come home because mom that was killed sense. because he didn't give up on it. Right? Well, what if because she we've, come home but you've really, seen. No, nah, look, dude, his job's on the line. Everything's on the line. Yeah. He he went to Roland was like, we're gonna take this motherfucker to a barn. This is why him and Roland had that. He said. You're just a fucking, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And he's like, go ahead and say it. You, he's like, well, just know I'm thinking it. You know, that yeah. whole moment. This yeah. was their beef that they had. Yeah. This they is when everything went south for those two. We saw that. Yeah. When they killed this motherfucker, which deserved <laughs> to die. They yeah. knew he was guilty. Yeah. But they didn't know what was going on. They didn't know this bitch was being held in the basement. You know, they didn't know all that. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, he grabbed a gun. They had to kill him. Yeah. I mean, he was going to kill one of them. Right. Well, this is something that I've thought about. What if, what if the film crew that's there is not actually a film crew? What if it is they're checking in to see what he remembers? See what Ooh, I mean? That would be, oh, like almost like a plot twist. Like they're the people that's been like, yeah, they're involved. Like they're the newer generation of people that's involved in this Hoyt, this, this family. Whole, like yeah. like an incredible great like a granddaughter, very, yeah. Like a very intense detailing, yeah. And they're they're showing up there to see if they need to kill him or not. Well, to see, yeah, to see if he remembers what happened and to see if any if he has any information about the case. Because think about it, he's close to death. Whenever he dies, then his son's going to get all that information, all yep. those files, everything. So she gets. And then he good. starts. He starts searching. Yeah. She gets in good with him, starts sleeping with the with the son. That's how she gets in with the father. They're checking in on the father to see what he has, 
see what he knows and see what he's told people. Him having still- dementia is working in his favor, favor in this part because he can say he doesn't remember and he has dementia. So, of course, they're going to be like, well, maybe he really doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm still, I'm still dropping my real estate theory that whenever he goes out and talk to them, he doesn't give up. No. And that's what happened to his wife. And that's why the daughter won't come home. Yeah. Oh, I think he wouldn't drop the case. That's pretty good. Right. Yeah. That seems, that seems plausible. Yeah. It seems like a logical direction. Well, not only that, not only that, but whenever he tells her goodbye, like I'll be back, but I'm leaving. It's almost like the last time that they're going to see each other alive in a way. He comes back. Like he goes out and talks to them. He says, fuck you. I ain't doing that. And when he comes home, it's just the kids. Wife's gone. Yeah. Dead. They find her with a typed out letter. What police department finds a suicide victim with a typed out letter? And they're like, dude, that AG, he's up to something. He's in on that. There's, yeah, there's big money, man. Yeah, the family's got a lot of money. You, when he started telling the story about they had a, he had a daughter or a sister. Yeah. She lost her kid, and I was like, well, that's what the girl was for. Yeah, it was, was, like, it was a replacement daughter. Yeah, but at the same time, they were doing like sick shit to her. Yeah, because she said she was treated like a princess at the castle. Yeah. Now, how she got away? I don't know. Like, well, and they they keep saying that if she saw the black guy, that's what spooked her, and that's what caused her to run. Maybe, maybe the daughter that had all this traumatic shit happen was taking care of the girl. And when she, she was, ran off, that's when the daughter was like, "I'm gonna crash my car into this shit." Yeah, but she had like a you know a new a, a new daughter to raise. Yeah, I mean it's all. It's craziness. Yeah. This season is very different than the last one. But it's fucking good, though, man. It's good, dude. I, the acting. I can't it really, To me, I wish... And that's... I don't know. I guess I wish this would... This should have been season two. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Or season two should have been season one. And season one should have been season two. I would recommend watching that fucking that second season first to just kind of get into it and then hit them with the home runs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, I'm, I can't wait for it that's to be a risk, over. That's a, that's a risky game though. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally understand though. Like if you think about it in terms of looking at a body of work and being like, all right, let's, let's get you in the shit and then let's crank the volume up and make you appreciate it. Yeah. Because season two is not bad. It's just not, it's not as well done as this. It was rushed, you know? Yeah. And that's my, I, well, it tried, I, well, it tried to be, it, it's like he really was, he was gunning for that antholo- anthological, I guess, if I'm saying it right. Yeah. Of, uh, you know, it's like he tried to be, he tried to steer it too different. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's the best way to put it, man. He tried to be too different with it. He tried to go away from the main storyline. So that's the thing. Like, like he kind of went back. He's like, I'm going to go back to my original format. Some weird shit's going on. They're kidnapping kids. Shit's creepy. It's very gritty. It's very gritty. 
See, so what are y'all thinking right now? Do y'all think, but do y'all think this, like imagine this lineup. Imagine you watch this season first. Yeah. And then you see season one. Yeah. And then you can watch season three. Yeah. I don't know. Season, season one has just got, it's just, it's lightning in a bottle, man. Which is why you can't play it before this one. Well, it's almost still, like, it's like tied to it. It's the same fucking story. Almost. I mean, different with, character. with the, with the amount of star power, man, that's already in season one alone. Um, I mean, if you, if, if, if you really wanted to, to do the injustice of condensing down the show into like a two hour movie. Oh um, my God. True detective season one could, I mean, it's like a, it's, it plays out like a feature film, you know, it does, man. It was a very strong first season to a TV show. Like, yeah, two, uh, two was just too different. Like you said, it, it goes, it's on a whole nother thing. It's a different storyline. Shit's going on. It's like, nah, dude, get back to that original shit. That was the good shit. Yeah. There's missing people. I mean, where did they I go? Mean, I mean, it had me, it had me on because of the idea that, okay, it's true detective. So it's still going to be a bizarre story. And it was, uh, it still had, it still had that, that metaphysical aspect where they go into spiritual shit. It still kind of had that, which honestly isn't that prevalent in season three. They, they backed off on the, 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 the nihilism worship, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even with all criticisms aside, season two is still good. It's just, it's, it's definitely it's a the different redhead story. Step, the redhead stepchild of the, of the bunch. It was experimental and I feel like it was rushed. It felt yeah, rushed. Can, when you give this yeah. guy four years to work on something, this is what you get. And, and look, and you know, and like I, you have a lot of loose ends, man, but at the same time, you can't well, you can't drop the gavel until you see that next episode. Now I could be wrong. Everything together. I, I could be wrong, but then season two have different writers along with Nick Pizzolatto, if I'm saying it. I think right. they had to bring people in because you know they were well, like, no, We need a season, next we need another now, season next year. Well here's yeah, well here's the thing with season three. I've been trying to I've been keeping track of the opening credits and every episode he's either written it by himself or he has, mm-hmm. he's had maybe one co-writer. And I think that's only been like one or two episodes. Yeah. So this dude has hit the, I mean, it's been, that's his why it took so long to finish. Yeah. I mean, how, how many years was it between two and three? At what, least three years? or four. Right. Might've been more. might've been like five. Season no, two came that, out a while. Hang on. I'll pull it up. I'll pull it. It was I'll pull it up. Wasn't true. Uh, wasn't true detective. I want to say season one was 2013. Hang on. I'm going to tell you I'm on the page already. Okay. Season. All right, dude, you're right. Listen, we've already talked about this four year thing. So season one dropped in 2014. Right. Season two, okay. 2015. It was the year after, you know how it is when you hit a big show. We need an, we need another, you know, six months from now, we need another fucking, you got to start filming like tomorrow, you know? All right. 2015 season two drops. 2019 
season three drops. He had some time. A lot of time. I'll say what, three years? Because this they started filming what almost a year ago, maybe. Yeah. You know, they're pretty quick with it. I mean, it don't take long to go from the camera to the screen with the cutting and, and all uh, that. And, and see, for me, though, and I don't mean to sound sexist, but I think they need to keep the formula of the two male cops. That, that, that just that, 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 that buddy cop thing. Yeah. Or hell, not even to be sexist. Keep it two two detectives. Don't bring in other well, characters. The show's called whatever. True Detective. So it you know I mean it could I mean that's the formula. Or female yeah. or male. Dude. Have it two two cops. They could bring a woman in. Lives going on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean I'm sure. I retract a little bit. But we but need like, two. We need two cops. We need, you know, yeah. light and dark. We just need two. We need Yeah. Keep a balance between the two. Make them make them work as a duo. But the case has to but, be deep. Yeah. Don't come at me with no cookie cutter fucking case like you know who don't, stole the fucking Winnebago shit. Like we're talking. Here's something for me. Don't make. Don't try to make supporting characters more like make you care about them more than the two detectives at the show supposed to be centered around. Let me ask y'all this. Like in season two, it brought on all these other people that you started getting more pulled into what they were worried about. And then they didn't even matter. Yeah. There were a lot of characters in that season that didn't even like in the last episode, they didn't matter. Like they had nothing to do with what was going on. What do y'all think about this? Let me throw this at you. We don't have to do this, but we can all right, next episode comes out. We're all going to watch it as soon as we get it, like crack. Yeah. All right. What do y'all think about when True Detective drops, we get that last episode, we just do an episode about True Detective? I'm down. Like we rate the season. I'm I'm good with it. We can throw a movie on, but... <laughs> The majority of the episode, you know, and, and I even, here's probably what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to watch all be. the episodes again. Once well, I get that last one and I know what's going on, I know what's happened. Then I can go back and I can digest what's going on. Like well, I can watch we, it and be like, oh shit. In first episode, they told us what happened. Like they, well, how you know, about, that's when how, you can have that moment. Well, how about we do the episode, but we just tag it also as a, uh, our uh, our next Bond movie. What 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 is our next movie? It's Bond. Is it Bond? Yeah. All right. So we do. We're gonna throw Bond on. That won't take long. It's James Bond. Which Bond movie is it? Uh, from Russia with Love. So we've only seen one Bond movie. Yeah. This is gonna take six years. Goddamn. <laughs> It'll be all right. But you know, it's every now we throw one on from Russia with Love. All right. Is that our last movie we have on the list? Yes. How y'all feel about watching Aquaman after that? Um, cool. I'm absolutely. Y'all want to, have y'all seen Aquaman? No, no. I haven't seen it yet. It's about time, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's widely available. Um, so you know, I thought I'd throw that out there. I've been waiting. I've been holding out. Yeah, I don't want to watch a movie and then a month later we review it. Yeah, 
I ain't got time to watch the movie again. Right. Time's precious, but uh, what I'll probably end up doing, though, is if we can, we'll go ahead, we'll rate the whole season. We'll talk about old episodes and how they tied this in with that. And so we'll dedicate more time than we normally would, like, to True Detective. I want to I wanna rate it. I'm good with it. After we get that next episode, which drops Sunday, can't wait, wish I had a time machine, you know? <laughs> right. We're going to rate the season. And if it doesn't get three stars, Travis, no, I'm just <laughs> you got to say this though. Even even though it's been it's been, I never in my life after I saw season two, I was like, he'll never ever come anywhere near the first season ever. He's done. You know, he's done. Brought it back. It's come pretty close, dude. Yeah, I mean, like I pretty said, pretty damn close. Depending on how this season ends it might be better to me than season one. Like depending on how it ends. Cause it's dude, it's bigger fucking, and better. Well, this guy, that lead. Is oh my so God. He's good. really good. Right. Yes. And like, then when did you, Steven Dorff, that's his name. Yeah. When, when, I mean, Steven Dorff, what fucking matrix spawn. What was he you're, in blade? You're, say, you're saying his name. Like he's a Hogwarts professor. Well, I'm just saying like, <laughs> like it's like, <laughs> You know, two points, two points to Stephen Dorff. Two points to Stephen Dorff. I'm just saying, like, I mean, he never put out. I use the Stephen Dorff, but he's never put out some shit like this. No, he's been in stuff. He's been around for a while, but this right here, goddamn, like somebody's gonna win a damn Oscar or something. He's fucking. He's Rex Power Colt, man. And he's good. That scene where he was like, I'm sorry I manipulated you by talking about the dad, and I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. He's like, man, that's, he said, bro, that's that's been over. Like, we cool, bro. He called him bro. That whole scene, too, where they're talking to that woman that worked in the house, and that girl walks up, and he goes, you ready to go to school? Yeah, and he's like, easy now. But that's he looked way, at him like, God damn it. Yeah. But he reacted the the same way that I've seen people react. He's like, yeah. no, it's it's fine. It's fine. He played and it I, off. Yeah. And that's. Their chemistry is really good. Yeah. It really is. Believable. Yes. Like those two together from, from day one, when they were sitting in that junkyard, shooting at fucking squirrels and shit. Yeah. Very believable. When they were popping, chewing gum in their mouth to cover up the beer that they've been drinking. Yeah. Good. He's yeah, sorry. I like this guy. I want to see. I want to watch more of his movies and stuff. Like he's yeah. he's gonna get some shit. I even think this is gonna bring Stephen Dorff back. Like if it don't, it's a damn shame. Somebody's gonna see that and be like, just like Matt Dillon. Yeah, he's gonna get something. Somebody's going to watch that movie and be like, oh, he can do this kind of shit. Yeah, here we go. Let's put him in something else. Yeah. I can already, I'm going to give this season a pre-star. <laughs> I'm already, it's been great. Yeah. I know this seems weird because he plays a complete psychopath in the house that Jack built. But seeing him do this kind of role makes me want to see him in a really gritty war film. Yeah. 
playing like a like what kind of pick me a well, I mean, a well, time I mean, period I'm, though are you I'm talking thinking, Afghanistan uh, or are you talking I'm, Gettysburg well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking <laughs> no man I'm thinking you know from World War II anywhere, anywhere from World War II to now Vietnam and just have him have him with an ensemble casted uh platoon you know I don't think we have Vietnam. enough Vietnam films but have him in a you know have him in a horrors of war type film you know what I mean yeah Civil War movie too slow well like a movie it takes where a day and a half to, like, to I get would, to the like, battlefield like I, I would I would like a, a war film where he's explaining war and like but you saying, know you know we've oh, had man. a lot of World War Two movies how many World War One movies have you had? Ooh, can you name oh, one? Man. No man, let's just do fuck this. Let's jump off the deep end. I want him to Space be Space Wars. I want mm-hmm. him to be a vault dweller in a Fallout film. Damn. I could see that. And like even have him do the classic War Never Changes speech. Or he could play I mean, Dick dude, Cheney. Homeboy <laughs> could pull it off. No he man, go even job. further. No, go even further. Have him play Donald Trump. Trump. <laughs> okay. No, I love no, 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 fucking no, 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 It'll happen like eight, you know, six to eight oh, years from now. We're gonna get like we're gonna get like six of them, man. We've got plenty of we're gonna have plenty of options. It'll be called Angry Orange. <laughs> Asian Orange. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> the Angry Orange it's president. Gonna, it's gonna it's gonna be the annoying orange doing Donald Trump. I love Trump. ten beds. Ten in beds. That, that YouTuber is gonna go. Uh, he's gonna his he's gonna have fucking a stock. He's gonna have stock options. You know how, like, you can go on a White House tour? Like, in the future, they'll have, like, a room dedicated to Trump's tanning bed. When you walk (laughs) in, they're like, this is the presidential tanning bed. Gold-plated. Everybody put your goggles on. Put your little tanning bed goggles on so you can look at it. This is the Trump room that was added on, and it's quite huge. Yeah, everything's gold-plated. Huge. Huge. Everything's huge. True Detective, can't wait for the next episode. I don't think this guy's going to let me down. He's had enough time to work on it. He's figured it out. Loose ends will be tied up. Um, you can't another... you can't go in like that until you see that next one. Now, after the next one, when the season's finished, if there's problems, you can point them out. But you can't judge this shit until you get the full story. Oh yeah, which is a fucking eight-hour story. Um, another There's movie no way throw. you could do this in the two hours. Um, another movie I want to throw on the pile. Um, I'm actually going to give it a go soon. J.J. Uh, Abrams' Overlord. Remember when we watched that trailer? Yeah, I think yeah, his I've, didn't he produce that? He didn't direct no, it. He, produced no, it, he right? made it. I think. I think he. I think this is him. Well, it's out there. It's available. But it, yeah, I've been, I've been eyeballing it. I grabbed a copy of it the other day. I'm going to watch it. So we'll see how that goes. We all watched it with some kind of like zombie war film. Well, it was rumored to be a Cloverfield. We saw the trailer. And then they, then they axed it. 
and said it's just its own thing now. Says um, it deals with not. It says it deals with Nazi super soldiers. Yeah. Oh, I must break you. <laughs> I want to throw something at you guys. We're getting close to the end here. Um, Disney has finally released their first title that will go to their streaming service. It will not go to Netflix. It will not go to Hulu. Straight to their streaming service. Do y'all know what movie it is? No. What? Captain Marvel. And every film after Captain Marvel will go to Disney's streaming service. Makes sense. So the new Avengers movie, what's it going to be called? Endgame will be going to Disney's streaming service. Yeah. But here's what's going to happen, man. Like, a lot of people can't afford to have all three streaming services. Right. Most of the time, Netflix comes out on top. Yeah. It's just got a better catalog, in my opinion. Man, man, you underestimate, though, the modern-day uh, person's ability to, to pay for Disney stuff, man. The power of Disney is very well, strong. especially people that have kids. Yes. Here's what people don't realize. Market, like, listen to this that stuff. Listen. Enduring, man. Just like, think that, about this. Every Disney movie ever made will be I on think, that streaming service. I think Netflix and Hulu is going to start getting a lot cheaper. As soon as these the contract runs out on all the all the Disney movies that's on Netflix. They yeah, will migrate over to the, the streaming service. It's all going over there. Oh, they're going to kill it. They're going to kill it. Like people will because they're like, well, I want to watch these movies and my kids want to watch those movies. So and I mean, and Disney owns Marvel. So that means Star Wars. That means they also own fucking that Fox yeah. shit now. I mean, dude, won't they, yeah. they'll get that. So yeah. will will the X-Men shit be on the Disney thing? I don't think that's why they're. I, I think, think that's going to be Netflix. a couple of years from now. It may not be on Netflix, but it's going to be on their service because they own it, right? Pro- probably. I mean, everything I that they bought, they'll own it. They'll go. I think that's why they bought that up because they're like they get all those movies. I mean, dude, and to to ha- to be the to be the streaming service that has all the Marvel films, all of them. You can watch them back to back. Every with, one with of them in order. Of Universal and Sony. All of them. I mean, it's... They're going to make money. Like, Disney... They made a fucking mountain out of a molehill, dude. If they want to get me, this is what they could say. One month after a new movie's released, it'll be on a streaming service. Yeah, that would be fucking incredible. That's what they need to do. Yeah. Don't they make could, me wait six months to watch a goddamn movie. They could do it. I don't I'm see not why. going to the theater. I don't see why they You will it. have made all the money. You're, you'll get your money. Yeah. You'll get your budget back. Plus some. Yeah. Put it on your streaming service. It would even be awesome if they put it on there straight away. Because, you know, you're still going to have those people that are like, yeah, it's on the streaming service. But I want to go to the theater. Yeah. I want to go to the theater and then I want to come home and watch it at home again. Like, yeah, right. Because there's some crying would, baby. Man, I would I would be fine if they made it. If they, I mean, I would be okay if they even made that a a premium aspect. Like a month after it, 
you want to pay five bucks and watch it, you can rent it. Well, I would be. And then like a year later, you know, maybe be like, all right, now it's now it's 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 now it's on the the streaming service. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's behind the wall and you can watch it for however much. Well, I would be okay with paying like if if they come out with a basic streaming service and it's 10 bucks or like you or or say you unlock it that way the people who pay for it the month after don't feel cheated you just you pay money to get it unlocked on your on your subscription you know yeah then and there yeah what i'm saying is like i would pay 35 dollars a month to be able to watch any disney movie that's a month ever been made well a month after it's been released if you pay $10 for the standard service and you get that back catalog or you can pay $35 a month and you can watch it a month after it's in theater, who's not going to want to do that? Shit, at $35, dude, they could let you have it a week after it comes out and still make bank. Yeah. $35? You don't pay $35 when you go to the theater. No, but I would. But you're already paying it just just so I can watch it at home. Yeah. My own time. That's it's the it, future. It wouldn't surprise me if they did something. I guarantee you that there'll be a lot more straight to their streaming service stuff. Like all these minor Marvel characters and all these side Star Wars stories. Well, all that stuff's coming over Daredevil. Oh, uh, everything will be moving over to their streaming service. Did you guys see where it, it they finally uh, they finally axed uh, Punisher and Jessica Jones? Like it's they're yeah they're finally done. Jessica Jones has got one more season to come out, and then she's done. But they they're not going to make season three of Punisher. Well, the thing is, and we I think we've talked about this is in the contract between Marvel and Netflix. If they if if they cancel the show, that Marvel cannot use those characters for three years. Really? Yeah, it's in the contract. So. So three years from now, they can bring it back on their own streaming service. Or, and this is what a lot of people a movie. Spe- a lot of people speculate in this. I don't think that that limits them to filming. So they could film season after season after season, and then drop it years. when it comes out. Yeah, and stagger it out like that. They can back catalog it. Yeah, and that's something that Good they idea. think. Or, or because. Marvel is a, a a master of training their audience. I read that somewhere, but uh, I mean it makes sense. They've trained the audience to stay after their films. Do y'all know how much money but Disney's saying, losing by not having their at, own streaming service? What I'm getting at though is that they can take that to be like, all right, we're going to put out a John Bernthal Punisher film now, or we're going to put out a daredevil film and we're just going to keep everyone that's been cast and they can, they can turn around and make movies out of them. Well, yeah, Netflix. They could even make a Defenders film now. Hell, they could even condense the season of the defenders into a movie. Well, see yeah. now they're going to have their own platform. So they don't even need a theater. They don't yeah. need it. They don't need a tell a tele, you know, a network. Yeah. They can pop they any pop. season out and put it on their streaming service and make bank. I thought we were still talking about like the, the contract thing, though, like the three-year bypass, you know? Yeah. Well, they can't use those characters in anything for three years. In uh, any, kind of, any kind of visual media. They, they can't can use fucking them. film six seasons in three years. Yeah. Well, th- So they can't put them in any movies. They can't put them in any TV shows. They can't cameo in anything. They can't do anything with these characters for three years. 
That's fine. In three years, there'll be a Punisher movie. Yeah, or a whole five seasons. Yeah, more seasons. Like a drop. I would really like a. I would really like Marvel Studios or just some company in general. I would really like for them to attempt to to launch Ghost Rider one more fucking time. They'll do it, man. Now that they have a streaming service, they have a place to put it, and they're not going to lose money because it's like it's our own streaming service. We're not. We're making all the money from this. Like. Do y'all know how much money they're losing by not having these movies on their own service? You know what kind of loss they took? I don't even know where to start. hundred million. I mean. That's the kind of loss that they took. That's why Netflix, by taking that loss, Disney was like, oh, hell no. Yeah. We'll start our own streaming service. Well, it makes, they have. You're taking too much money. They have so many high priority uh projects now yeah they can do anything that they want to do with them and that's you know that they canceled the the ryan jackson or ryan whatever his last name is the star wars trilogy that he was working on they canceled Mm -hmm. it because last jedi people bitched about it there's no standalone star wars movies planned to come out the only thing that's planned to come out is episode nine and that's it as of right now so with that being and this said, this is all because the Han Solo movie, right? That mixed with the Last Jedi backlash. So, Fuck but with the backlash, I know. But with that being well, said, th- they can they can have him do his trilogy in long form at that point, and he won't be losing anything. Disney won't be losing. They won't have to worry about the critics because think about it. You they won't best. even have to worry about promotion. They just put it on their streaming service and yeah. it's there. If they if they invest hundreds of millions of dollars into making a trilogy that they're afraid people aren't going to see and they invest I don't know, 20, 30 million in a 8 episode season run, you, you see what I mean like Yeah, because you're having whenever you decide to hit the theater and do this and that, you're talking yeah. tripling your prices. Yeah. Just to do that. Now they can film it for as little as it costs to film it. Yeah. Pop it right on their streaming service. Just think about all the movies going straight to the streaming service. Yeah. Every goddamn Disney movie that's ever been released from Dumbo to fucking Star Wars, dude. Like all of them. Well, and I think that Star Wars especially lends itself to, to being better in a long form series type format. I mean, there's so much of that universe to go into that you can't really do it justice in a two and a half hour film, but so you that's have, where they can drop their TV series. Their yeah, they their can arcs, do, their storylines. Which their, I really, I really want to watch that Mandalorian show that comes out. Yeah, I think that's going on straight. That's their first series, right? Yeah, uh, John Favreau's producing. It. I think this yeah. Disney streaming service is going to be worth it. That's I mean, worth that I price mean, tag. Just think about all you get. For Star Wars and Marvel alone. Plus your kids, you can say, go watch Disney movies for fucking days. Like, you don't have to worry about the law. No. You know, you got it. You remember ever so often they're like, Malone's release those big ass fucking VHS tapes again. Yeah. It's the first time in 15 years that it's been released on video. So you're going to lease the vault. Yeah. You lease it. 
Yeah, you get to go in there and check a book out and bring it back. <laughs> you know what I'm I saying? I was always against it for real, like doing that until I like started paying for a music streaming <coughs> service, which I never thought I would do. But then I started paying nine, ten dollars a month for music, and I was just like, "This is worth it." You have access to everything. Every goddamn thing I could ever want to listen to. Yeah, it's worth it. Plus, the artists get some money. They keep making music. Yeah. Everybody wins. Fuck buying your CD. Nobody streaming service is the future. Yeah. Every fucking thing's gonna have it. I mean, it's already pretty much there. HBO's got one. You know, cable's dying, man. It's on its way out for sure. The internet has pushed cable out. Thank God. Yeah, right. I'm fucking you just pay for what you want to see. Yeah. Uh before we go. There are, uh, and I'm going to see if I can find this article. They're saying that Captain Marvel is in trouble. Have y'all heard about this? Already? Yeah. Are y'all ready for this shit? Yeah. Um, uh, so this article says, I previously wrote how Brie Larson is a huge gamble for Disney and Kevin Feige, especially following the failure of Star Wars The Last Jedi. And now the Captain Marvel movie looks to be in big, big trouble. Back in January, back in January, following the NCAA trailer, it was reported that Captain Marvel was projected to have a massive $160 million opening weekend, with some estimates even offering $180. However, the bad news for Kevin Feige and Captain Marvel is that those projections have now dropped upwards of $80 million. As it is reported, the flick may only open to around $100 million. This latest projection comes from Deadline which with the site offering Captain Marvel will now open in line with other Marvel origin films, but won't come anywhere near Black Panther's 202 million. Interesting and interestingly enough, further evidence Captain Marvel is not highly regarded among the, among fans uh, comes from the fact that Black Panther supporters have not supported the Captain Marvel GoFundMe to get girls to go see the movie. There's also a huge problem with Brie Larson, who has been spinning Captain Marvel as a feminist movie, Mm. essentially isolating the audience. And she even recently came out against white males for some reason. I'm actually surprised and disappointed in Kevin Feige that he is allowing Larson to destroy the MCU audience and that Disney and CEO and that Disney and CEO Bob Iger haven't learned anything from Star Wars. It's never a good thing to split the audience or insult. Do they want white males to go see their movies? Well, but here's the problem. It, it's, it's already been filmed. Yeah, I know. Right? She started doing that shit after the movie had been shot and it's about to come out. Yeah. So that's when she goes on her, you know? Yeah. It's like, Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. We're doing this. It says here, as I have been tweeting and responding to fans, the storyline surrounding the character is also cause for concern. Something Avengers Endgame directors Joe and Anthony Russo have recent, recently responded to. As the character's movie is not even out and already she is said to be this power overpowerful character, the new face of the MCU, reason for the formation of the Avengers, the new leader of the Avengers, etc. The same arguments apply to any male character as well, as Feige is retconning Captain Marvel as a be-all and all character in the MCU, which is coming off as more and more ridiculous, especially as Larson does more and more interviews. 
Um, Disney, mm. Disney, Feige, and Marvel Studios could be banking on having a zombie audience that will simply go see all their movies no matter what is said or how good they are. However, that scenario has been played out with the aforementioned Disney Star Wars movies and also Marvel Comics. As a result of The Last Jedi, Disney has put the movies on hiatus for what will be at least another two years. No movies are coming after Episode Nine that have been regarding Marvel Comics the past seven years or so saw them insult fans and force characters onto all shades of what is happening with Captain Marvel, which backfired big time for Disney as executives were fired and sales are dwindling. So will the same happen in the MCU? Brie Larson and Captain Marvel are supposed to be the face of the MCU for five more movies following the Avengers Endgame. What happens when fans turn their back? Well, I think it's a... Well, I think it's a given, and I think a lot of people are probably feeling this way. I know I am. Is that after Endgame, I feel I feel like that that that's going to be a good cap for a very long fucking story of yeah. you know over the course of nearly twenty fucking movies, over twenty movies. Well, and they're already they're already spitballing what's going to happen. They just haven't released it. Yeah, and they need to see how it plays out. Yeah, they well, got to see how the new Star Wars movie. Here's what I hate, though, man. Don't let the people decide the fucking future of a franchise. Yeah, you do the movie you want to do, and you put it out. They have to quit. We got to quit doing this. Right. Well, it's, not a, it's not like a weekly thing. It's not like, you know, America's got talent where we vote weekly. Right. Yeah. Like, do the movie you want to do and put it out. There's going to be people that everyone hated Han Solo. We all loved it. Yeah. Everybody, I would have been down for a trilogy. Everybody hated The Last Jedi, and I thought it was amazing. I haven't had a problem with any of the movies they put out. I what. Here's what I think. I think this is uh, wrong on both accounts. The way that the way that I see it, because first of all, Brie Larson and her doing her whole feminist thing is to be expected in this climate, right? Yeah. In this culture, uh, that's not going to deter me from uh, going to watch care. the movie. But at the same time, I feel like she has a responsibility. And Marvel and Disney have a responsibility to be like, look, kids go watch these movies. Kids do yeah, not stop being a cunt. Yeah, kids do not differentiate between male and female, black and white. They just see superhero. They want to go see it. So quit isolating. Stop give, forcing them to. They do yeah. not give two fucks about politics. Yeah, dude. They want to when go I'm see going a to watch movie. when I go to the like, theater to watch a they movie. They want to go see a superhero fucking save the day, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. When you go to watch a movie, you don't want to hear that shit. Yeah, that's and, why I'm here, baby. That's why I'm in the fucking theater. I'm trying to br- break away for a little bit. Like, yeah. And, and on the on the other side of things, like people that are writing this clickbait, also isn't helping the situation at all because. Like I said, of course you're going to have her saying these things. Of course there's going to be undertones of of equality and feminism in a movie about a woman. Look at Wonder Woman. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I'm expecting that going in. 
blatantly posting it all over the internet and and starting these fucking fires. Wrong approach. Yeah, exactly. Let the movie come out and let it be what it's going to be. If it tanks, it tanks. It's not going to be because well, there's a woman in it. It's going to be. It's like, but it's like she's already on the defense. Yeah. She's already gearing up for the hate. It's like, but, but it hadn't even come out yet. <coughs> well, I mean, nope. I think it's I think it's strange how you know you can't you can't glorify just any superhero movie now because you gotta you gotta glorify the ones that 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 claim that there's that you know they've had social injustice to them. Black Panther. Well, that Wonder Woman. Uh, now Captain Marvel. You know, and like you said, Griffin. Like it, if if it's if it's a bad film, it's not gonna be because of the fact that it's a female fronted ain't got nothing to do with politics no it ain't got nothing to do with race or anything same with black panther's got nothing it's a movie yeah with 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 the setting or anything it has nothing not a social commentary well and And i know and and the thing is is that, that that's the bittersweet thing of it because comic books are a form of social commentary like a lot of the stories are often yeah, they're the writer's take on it, and, and you can tell done. by the time it came they're out. Often, like it's like okay, that yeah. came out in the sixties. You can tell. So that yeah, so you can rep, you can you can you can correlate the metaphor to whatever social topic the author's using as a narrative, and yeah. oftentimes the comic writer does it way more eloquently. But with films, the way it translates is that message pierces almost too good, you know. Yeah, and I'm not saying it just for the feminist message or, or any any one particular one, but just all of them. It's just to me that's a clunky part of adapting a comic book to into a film. Yeah, and a shitty way of brainwashing kids. Yeah, uh, flat Marvel. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Well, and this is this is my thing. I'm going to see Captain Marvel. I don't care who's playing Captain Marvel, but Captain Marvel's a female. So as long as it's a woman, you know what I mean? I don't care what color she is. Well, yeah, I don't let care. the characters oh, be You mean you wouldn't have a problem with it if it was like a transgender playing Captain Marvel? No. I if it was the man chick. If Shane it. Dawson was playing Captain Marvel, you would have a problem with it? Me, no. I'm glad you brought that up, Adam. I think that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it's, it's so absolutely irrelevant to me going to watch a movie knowing that the third supporting character is a transgender person. Don't care. It doesn't matter. It's none of my goddamn business. Don't care. That's If that's how they want to live, that's how they want to live. But I could give a shit, and I think it's bullshit that it's a talking point. And yeah. I think it's an insult to that person as a human being to have that even be a fucking reason to acknowledge them. She yeah. should be insulted like, by you, that. Like, do you do you like you really want to be remembered as the transgender person, or do you want to be remembered as a damn good insert profession? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, they yeah, don't say it that way. You're, it's you're, fucking stupid. You are a hundred percent right on. Like everybody want everybody wants to inject all of their fucking politics into it. Like, let's break it down. I have voiced my fucking displeasure with with Wonder Woman. I think that Gal oh, Gadot that's, is that's verbal fucking toilet paper for you, Griff. But I think that <laughs> she did a great job as Wonder Woman. She looked like Wonder Woman. The story was Smelled fucking like garbage. The story was awful. That was my biggest. Yes, 
For real. The same thing with Black Panther. The guy that plays Black Panther, I think, is incredible. I did a great wait, job. I can't wait to see yes, him like in he, other movies. Was, like the the character of Black Panther was done wonderfully. But the then when the movie came out, garbage. And then when the movie yeah. came out, the world took this spin on it, and it was just like, wait, this is a fucking movie. Yeah. No, like everybody, Black you all know this is a movie, right? Here's the thing: Black Black Panther is one of those superheroes that's always had a following, but he was definitely one of those more obscure characters that I don't, I never would have thought would have gotten screen time. I think the celebration of that movie should be the fact that. It's a breakthrough for the lower tier superhero characters, regardless yeah. of race, gender, or ethos. Just those type of characters finally getting the top of screen time they deserve as well. well yeah, because no, there's like, a reason why Black, Black Panther because, got screen time. Well, because, it's because well, Disney wanted well, to make a I statement. Mean, because <laughs> Black know. Panther, as a as a superhero, has always been around. He's he's a very iconic superhero, an old character, but. But he is not 100% mainstream. No. And he's... It was, you know... Black, Black Panther has always been one of those characters that, like, I, I didn't know who Black Panther was. Underdog. They put him in that new Avengers run, and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And then I started buying his fucking standalone issues when they rebooted him to see what his backstory was, and I fucking loved it, and I thought it was great. Like... That is how you introduce characters. It doesn't have anything to do with any of these bullshit politics here. Like introduce these characters and be as faithful to their personalities as possible. And it'll find its niche. It'll find its people. It doesn't have to have this fucking stigma attached to it to make it popular. Politics has no place in film. No, no place. To me, it just, it's always, I'm constantly playing mental whack-a-mole with this shit when I watch movies because I know that that shit's put in there. And I, I, I hate I hate that it is. Yeah. Star Wars. I hate, Wars that, I hate, I hate their, how it feels. With their politics. I hate how it's constantly feeling like, uh, like, for instance, is it really a valid, a valid theme anymore when it's, it's a theme that's constantly touched upon by every other film now. Like when it's so commonplace in almost every movie, is it really an excuse when they're like the the, the writer is just telling their story? No, it's tiring. It is tiring to see that over Shit, and I'm over tired and of over it. again. And and, no. and it's, it it spans all genres. It spans all um, TV shows. It's all encompassing, Everything. really, in 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 the entertainment industry, yeah. and I'm so fucking done with it. And I hate that it's I hate that it even found its way to 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 get a root uh, started. Not going away, fucking, dude. The house that Jack built. It's and not I going hate it away. Because it it takes the piss out of like. Here's my thing, and maybe I'm just maybe I'm just simple. To harken back to simple Jack. <laughs> Maybe I'm just simple, but I think the key, movies. The, the keys to success with a very good adventure movie that I think that as far as making a general audience go, okay, we're on board. That's all you need to give us with, with, these, with adventure type films, like with, uh, you know, with the Marvel movies and, and even with, with star Wars identify good and evil 
and make the relationships of the characters ones that you can relate to. Yes. And then take those two, take those two things and run them through the craziest story you can do. Yeah. And make those characters bonds form more like not to get sappy, but the whole friendship motive of, of things to me, I think since like, of like the concept of friendship is so relatable and is so uniform and or unisex to, and so applicable to every like living thing that it's so relatable that when you can do a moment where like a friendship gets deeper or like, you know, like everything from like the Hobbit, fucking Harry Potter, any Stephen King, I mean, all those different types of movies and genres, like they all build off of that. They all have characters that you, that you care about. Yeah. Well, and look at the relation in the last Jedi between Ray and Kylo, you see their relationship form more and more and more through that whole movie. Everybody and shit on that movie, but and I it's, think it's that, that was thing. That that it's was its one thing not driven by fucking politics. Yes, and that that was one of the most genuine things I've seen in a fucking fantasy film in a long ass time, and everybody shit on it because it's not what they fucking wanted. Well, it was a really good representation of good and bad and the middle ground and developing relationships good versus evil. But developing relationships around yeah. that, around that that that's what was so interesting in that movie to me. And then everybody shit on it because it's not what they wanted. I think just for that alone, them having their conversations back and forth with the force, them trying to understand one another, Kylo with his fucking motivations, her with her motivations, it made for a great story that everybody yeah, shit like, on. Why, why is the force? Why is the force? Is why is it doing its like why is it more front and center than it's ever been in the Star Wars saga now, you know? Yeah. But no, we're gonna shit all over this fucking movie because it's not what we wanted, but, even though it fucking has everything in it that these people are fucking bitching about not being in fucking movies. You know when you're sitting there watching a movie though and they hit you with that, that moment where you're sitting there and you're like, Okay, I see what you did there. Yeah. You know, I'm not fucking stupid. Don't you feel like it's an insult. Yeah. When you're sitting there watching it and it happens, you're just like, you motherfuckers. Like, right. You're going to fucking a beloved franchise and you're going to come in here and shit on it. You're going to spoon and feed, your spoon feed this fucking turd sandwich down my throat. Like, get I the fuck out of here. Like, something that's an insult, that, man. And, it, and the characters playing in the movie, they it's an insult to them. It's like they just use you as a that, fucking chess piece. Something that blows my mind that is that the the way they bitch about the way they handled Luke's death in The Last Jedi. He's not dead, though. He's going to be well, in the next. I still think the greatest flaw happening or the greatest injustice to any characters in Star Wars is the bitch-ass way they fucking took out Han Solo. Han Solo! Yeah. I'm still not over that shit. Cause it was just like, like, but that's, but see, that. that's the movie. That's the fucking story. That's, that's, it's a it shitty fate to shock for you. A, it was a shit fate for a character that had a shit life. If you watch everything, including solo, yeah. they killed him. And then in the credits, they said he voted for Trump. He was a character that still <laughs> stayed wholly good. You know, the whole time. 
didn't need to be no there was there was no need for moral gray or or any kind of moral ambiguity hashtag no propaganda <laughs> you know what I'm saying no we're not Hitler's youth don't be fucking stop doing this yeah stop I mean I just Corey sent that to me the other day and me and him was talking about it and I thought it would be a good talking point because it's just like on both sides it's like shut the fuck up let's watch the movie and then after you watch the movie then bitch about the movie well, either yeah. you liked it or you well, didn't like, I don't even want to hear why you didn't like it. just well, it's like I just I want to go I wish I could just walk up to some of these people that are the ones that are pulling the strings on how the narratives of the film are going to be shaped and I just want to go I'm about to go pay $10 to see a movie about a guy who can fucking make sling rings and walk into other portals. Do I really, really want to be coached on philosophies Life of, lessons. The, of the geopolitical situation of the world? Hell no. Like, no, I, like I don't. I That's don't. what the real world is for. We don't need that see, in a movie. I want to see a woman that can set herself on fire and fly around and blow shit and go into the vacuum of space. I do not give a goddamn about insert bird box. Like I don't like, I'm not there for that. I'm there for boom, loud, you know, that shit. Yeah. I know it's mindless entertainment. I know it's fucking bullshit, but But that's the point of it. It's how I want to pass my fucking time, motherfuckers. Like just a movie, a TV over. show is yeah. like an escape. It's like a book. Just give me a break from you know reality for a minute because yeah. I need it. And then you're sitting there watching your movie, and you're like, "God damn, what's CNN doing in this movie?" You know, like <laughs> yeah. what, what's happening here? Like what's yeah. what's MSNBC doing in my movie? I didn't know Don Lemon had a cameo. Yeah. <laughs> he was in Black Panther. Yeah. All it's right, not going to go away, guys. It's That's how it's going to be, and you just got to get used to it. And We'll still bitch about don't it. Don't blame the actors, you know. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, it's what happens when major corporations get a hold of, uh, you know. Yeah. Franchises like that's just that's the. Disney's gonna be bad about doing it. I already know. Like every movie they put out, it's just gonna be. Bad. Well, like I mean, I, I I'm sorry to 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 contributed into steering it into this direction since we're towards the end because it's really a lot like in at the end of a house that Jack built. Like we're all just more or less. We're all going to hell. We're all we're all trying to go. We're all trying to get across the broken bridge, and we're gonna we're not gonna make it. Damn. Like so. You just brought it back, Trav. Damn. I'm going to go cry myself to sleep now. We're all trying to get across the broken bridge. No, what we're going to try to do is get hopped for goddamn True Detective finale and fucking James Bond, right? It's hard to get hopped for James Bond, but I'm going to try. Hey, From Russia with Love is a good one, man. I've never seen it. I like it. I've watched it several times. And it's got the same Bond? Yeah. Um, okay. Sean Connery. And then this is when they were finally get. Were they getting their Bond legs? You know their sea legs. Were they finally yeah. like, okay, we're bringing in toys and. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> they're bringing you know, in self destruct gum and they're bringing in vibrators and yeah, he's got this condom will self destruct and. 
10 seconds. All right, guys. Well, next week we're going to watch True Detective and from Russia with Love. And that's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Go watch The House of Jack Bill. Watch that shit. I mean, just just do yourself a favor. If you're a fan of film and you are listening to this shit, of course, do yourself a favor and just watch it. You might it might not resonate with you as much as it did with us, but. You can't watch it and not see the significance of it. So please do yourself a favor. Checks in the mail. Checks in the mail. And if you, uh, if you, uh, if you fuck with books, read gardens of the moon and thank me later. (laughs) Oh shit. We got a book recommendation coming. (laughs) I wasn't ready for it. Real state bookcast. Steven Erickson and ENC Esselmont. Google them. What a name. ENC what? Esselmont? Yeah. Holy he sounds, shit. It sounds like he's going to be the next doctor, you know? Yeah, I don't feel too bad about my name. Yeah. Esselmont. <laughs> I'd like to see his sonic screwdriver. What kind of going to give him? Wow. It's a sonic Coke best, can. Some of the best fantasy I've, I've read. If so. I was a doctor, I would have a sonic vape. Oh, my God. Think about it. Be hitting the vape, opening doors with it. You know what I saw the other day? No, on you, no dude. If, if if you had a sonic vape, you would be vaping juice from other dimensions. Of course. Oh my God. I was somebody posted this thing in this uh, this uh, group that I'm in on Facebook. Uh, it's like a Doctor Who group or whatever, and it was a video of uh, what's his face, uh, motherfucker, the last Doctor, the last male Doctor. What the fuck is his name? Um, Peter Capaldi. Yeah. yeah. Peter Capaldi shows up at a club and he whips his fucking guitar out and starts playing into the fuck crowd. That, dude. Was, I was like, I'm going to send this shit to Adam and I forgot. Fuck that guitar, it. dude. <laughs> he, just, he had his sunglasses on and You're everything. You're making me mad. <laughs> I'm going to go punch a pillow. Look, Adam, Adam, you got you to gotta understand this is his celery stalk, dude. <laughs> I don't like it. Like everybody, every doctor's got their little dumbass moment. Like I finished the season, the new one. I watched it all. I haven't watched any of it yet. Eh. I still, I, I still want to finish it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I'm that far off from it. I know it's. Eh. I, yeah. I haven't, I haven't been as hot for it since the first two episodes. Those were my favorite. Yeah. Those are really the best of it. It's all downhill after that. It's all downhill. All right, guys. Keep it real.